You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpal965.com. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. (laughs) Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. It's time for your Fox News commentary. Colin Reed. What's on your mind? The sight of protesters invading the private homes of Supreme Court justices should alarm Americans across the ideological spectrum. So should the Biden administration's collective shrug of the shoulders. Despite the mobs violating a federal law criminalizing attempts to influence federal officials on the outcome of a court case. Sadly, the tactics are not all that surprising, given the left's pattern of weaponizing the federal government against their political opponents. After all, who can forget last year's mysterious leak to ProPublica disclosing the private financial information of some of the nation's top earners? U.S. Senators Elizabeth Warren and Sheldon Whitehouse seized on the opportunity by issuing a red-faced letter demanding an investigation into the tax avoidance schemes of the nation's wealthiest individuals. The duo was was willing to look the other way on the incredible breach of decorum because it created a political opportunity to advance their divisive class warfare. The episode was not an isolated incident at the Internal Revenue Service either. During the Obama years, a previously obscure agent called Lois Lerner became a household name when she was forced to apologize for inappropriately singling out the applications of conservative groups for tax-exempt status. Another favored tactic of the left is using congressional committee's hearings to attack their villains du jour. Last fall, U.S. Representative Ro Khanna hauled the nation's top energy executives before the House Oversight Committee. In a nod to the eco-left that drives and funds today's Democratic Party, the purpose was a public flogging for the company's purported role spreading, quote, climate disinformation. End quote. Ironically, when Connor repeated the charade six months later, his message had shifted. No longer was he browbeating the companies for destroying the environment. Now they were guilty of producing too little oil and gas. The only thing that changed in the intervening six months was the politics. As the party in charge, Democrats were taking it on the chin for the record gas prices that hit new levels by the day. They desperately needed a villain to shift the blame and pass the buck. No better setting than grandstanding before the cameras using official congressional hearings. But as President Biden's political freefall continues, so too do the odds of his party controlling the levers of government after November. The clock is ticking. Such is the mantra of today's political left. If your agenda gets blocked, weaponize the federal government in continued pursuit. There is no depth not worth stooping to. It's the reason... Some are encouraging the protests at the homes of Supreme Court justices. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot went so far as to declare a, quote, call to arms, end quote. No one is safe from the mob. Even House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, hardly a milquetoast moderate, finds herself under siege from left-wing protesters accusing her of being, quote, complicit in the Supreme Court fight. Don't expect much in the form of leadership from the administration. With his presidency careening from one catastrophe to the next, President Biden lacks the political capital to stand up to his own base. He knows that getting crossways with the base could yield protests outside the White House and add to his growing list of political headaches. In a moment in time that cries out for strong leadership, we have none. 
all because the party in charge has been hijacked by its most extreme elements. been listening to the fox news rundown Rundown. to hear the podcast version of this program go to foxnewspodcasts.com and for all the latest news go to foxnews.com paid for by open chart concepts attention firefighters members of the military and airport workers for decades first responders and firefighters at military bases and airports used a chemical-based foam to fight fires studies have shown the chemicals used to make aqueous film forming foam or afff are highly toxic to humans and have been associated with several types of cancer if you or someone you know was exposed to afff and were diagnosed with any of these cancers including kidney bladder prostate pancreatic lymphoma leukemia testicular and neuroendocrine then you should call us immediately because you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call us at 800-459-3919. Our experienced attorneys will fight to get you the compensation you deserve and you pay nothing unless we get a recovery in your favor. Time is limited to file a claim, so call us now, 800-459-3919. Operators are standing by 24-7, so don't wait. 800-459-3919. That's 800-459-3919. Again, 800-459-3919. This is Dave from the Dave Matthews Band for Rad. When you go out and party, get drunk, then drive, you're not only loaded, you're a loaded weapon. When you celebrate, designate. Choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. My name is Lola Silvestri, and I'm going to be 95 this year. I was very independent. I fell, and I had to have meals on wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. If you really want to support our troops, just contact the USO. You can't believe how much they do for us. To find out how you can help, visit us at uso.org. The USO. Until everyone comes home. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. A recession is not inevitable. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. President Biden said that when asked about the U.S. economy while in Japan. Also saying this about gas prices. This is going to be a haul. This is going to take some time. He's blamed Russia's invasion on Ukraine. Republicans blame Biden energy policy. Regular gas at a record high again today. AAA has it just shy of 460 gallon. The president also made news saying the U.S. military would get involved to defend Taiwan if China attacked it. The idea that that it could be taken by force, just taken by force, is just not is just not appropriate. It will dislocate the entire region. Now China was quick to respond, expressing strong dissatisfaction and opposition to the president's comments. Fox's Jackie Heinrichs in Tokyo. Traditionally, the U.S. expresses support for helping Taiwan defend itself, but we've stayed intentionally vague about whether the U.S. military would get involved if Taiwan was attacked by China. And today, all that went out the window. And the way the question was phrased and posed to the president indicates that Biden knew 
exactly what he was saying. The reporter said the U.S. has not gotten involved in Ukraine for understandable reasons, referencing Russia's nuclear arsenal, but asked Biden if we would get involved in Taiwan if China attacked. Now, the White House later clarified the U.S. policy has not changed and we're committed to providing Taiwan with means to defend itself. All that overshadowed the president working on a 12-nation Indo-Pacific trade deal. Ukraine's president is urging government and corporate leaders at the World Economic Forum to impose maximum sanctions on Russia for its invasion. While in Ukraine's capital, Kiev, a court sentenced a 21-year-old Russian soldier to life in prison. He pleaded guilty at the first war crimes trial to murdering a Ukrainian civilian, saying he was following orders. The first shipment of baby formula the U.S. military is bringing from overseas has arrived in Indianapolis. It's specialty formula for thousands of babies and toddlers who cannot tolerate regular formula. This amid a big shortage. America's listening to Fox News. Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because our Sleep Number 360 smart bed is really smart. It senses your movement and automatically adjusts to help keep you both comfortable. It's even smart enough to know exactly how long, how well, and when you slept. And to help you get almost 30 minutes more restful sleep per night. Sleep Number takes care of the science. All you have to do is sleep. Save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed Queen, now only $19.99. Plus special financing ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. You know, every three seconds, there is a new victim of identity theft. A criminal could be applying for loans in your name, selling your personal information on the dark web. Now, protecting your identity can be very easy thanks to LifeLock by Norton. No one company can prevent all identity theft or monitor every transaction of every business. But LifeLock, it's simple and easy to protect yourself. And you'll save up to 25% off your first year when you go to LifeLock.com or call 1-800-LIFELOCK. Just use the promo code Hannity. They still aren't done counting mail-in and absentee ballots in Pennsylvania, where the Republican Senate primary may be headed for a recount. Trump-backed Dr. Mehmet Oz still has about an 1,100-vote lead over David McCormick. Democrat John Fetterman awaits the winner. Tomorrow, there are primaries in five states, including two runoffs in Texas stemming from contests back in March. In Minnesota, there are primaries for a House seat left vacant when Congressman Jim Hagedorn died. His widow, Jennifer Carnahan, is among the candidates. Now, in Georgia, there's a big race for governor on the Republican side. Ahead of the big GOP showdown between current Governor Brian Kemp and challenger David Perdue, one of Georgia's top Democrats, well, she rips her own state. I am tired of hearing about being the best state in the country to do business, but we are the worst state in the country to live in. In case you couldn't hear through the muddy audio, that's Stacey Abrams saying Georgia's the worst state to live in. Abrams speaking at a Democrat's Bluetopia Gala in a suburban Atlanta county. Early voting in the Peach State reaching record record levels ahead of November's midterms. Georgia Secretary of State says as of last Thursday, more than 700,000 votes had already been cast. This is up 180% from 2018 and 149% from the 2020 primaries. That's Fox's Jackie Abanez on Wall Street. Stock futures are rising up more than 300 for the Dow, but it's coming off yet another losing week when the Dow lost almost 3%, falling an eighth consecutive week. In the NBA playoffs, three steps. Steph Curry scored 31 points to lead Golden State past Dallas 109-100 to on TNT. The Warriors are now up three games to none in the Western Conference Finals. In golf, Justin Thomas won the PGA Championship, beating Will Zalatoris in a playoff in the second major tournament of the year. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. 
your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. It's 6.05 in the morning, 74 degrees outside. Daniel Phillips says partly cloudy for most of the day, 20% chance of showers and a high of 88. Full look at the forecast coming up in just a little bit for News Talk 96.5 KPEL. I'm Ian Ozan. We start with the breaking story out of Lafayette. I-49 is closed at the Pont de Mouton exit after a crash involving a tanker truck carrying gasoline. Authorities say the crash happened around 1 o'clock this morning. The tanker truck, uh, tanker truck rather, flipped during the crash, causing officials to close both the north and southbound sides of the interstate. The road will be closed until crews can transfer the gasoline to another truck and clear the scene. That could take 8 to 10 hours or longer to complete. Again, I-49 blocked in both directions. Drivers should take North University Avenue, LA-182, as a detour route. Now, for those of you who are more familiar with Lafayette and the surface streets, a couple other alternate routes include the Gloria Switch Road Moss Street Corridor and the Louisiana Avenue Pont de Mouton Corridor. Remember, if you're coming from the northbound, you'll be able to exit off at Pont de Mouton Road. At that point, you can take either Moss Street or Louisiana Avenue down, or you could go to University. But if you are coming from the south and trying to go north on I-49, you'll need to detour to Moss Street, Louisiana Avenue, or you'll have to cut over Willow Street or one of the other surface streets to get to North University. Keep that in mind. That's going going to be the case for the majority of the day today. Again, minimum 8 to 10 hours that I-49 will be closed because of this tanker crash. In other news, we stay in Lafayette. A 14-year-old boy is facing a second-degree murder charge in the shooting death of a 16-year-old girl. It happened Sunday night around 6.30 on East Willow near Louisiana Avenue. Lafayette police say the two teens were sitting in a car when the 14-year-old fired a gun, wounding the 16-year-old in the chest. The victim died at the hospital. Lafayette Consolidated Government is firing another salvo in its lawsuit against the St. Martin Parish government. That lawsuit surrounds LCG's removal of spoil banks along the Vermilion River on property it owns in St. Martin Parish. According to a revised complaint filed in federal court late Thursday, LCG claims St. Martin Parish passed an ordinance to prevent spoil bank removal specifically to stop LCG's work. The revised complaint also claims the St. Martin Parish ordinance is unconstitutional. Attorneys representing the St. Martin Parish government say the lawsuit has no merit and should be dismissed. Staying in the Lafayette Federal Courthouse, a judge has granted a motion to stop the Centers for Disease Control from lifting Title 42. That policy allowed the U.S. to expedite deportations based on COVID-19 concerns. Republican attorneys general sued to stop the rule from sunsetting. They and some Democrats are worried about the federal government's ability to handle an influx of asylum seekers at the border once the rule is lifted. State police are investigating two deadly crashes that happened over the weekend. First, in Acadia Parish, charges are pending in, an, in a crash that killed a Eunice woman. It happened around 4.30 Saturday afternoon on LA-13 near Maxi. Troopers say Karen Bolich died when another car crossed the center line and hit her. Troopers say the driver of that car had gone off the road and overcorrected, causing her to spin into Bollock's path. The second driver is in the hospital in critical condition. The other crash happened around 1 o'clock Sunday morning in Iberia Parish. Troopers say Donovar Yancey of Abbeville ran off Highway 90, the Highway 90 service road, that is, in a curve near Darnell Road. According to troopers, Yancey's car flipped and landed on its roof in the middle of Darnell Road. Yancey died at the scene. Staying in Iberia Parish, officials are urging people to watch where they put in or near drainage ditches. This after crews cleaned out culverts over the weekend ahead of, her, 
over the weekend ahead of hurricane season. According to pictures posted online by Parish President Larry Richard, crews pulled buckets, flower pots, steel barrels, and spools of wire from the culverts. And that's just a few of the objects they found. Those items could have created a flood hazard for residents in the parish. To see those pictures, go to kpel965.com or the KPL app right now. The pictures in the story are there. Back in Lafayette, LCG has released its plans for bike paths across the parish. Construction on the first phase of the project is set to begin next year. We have the full plan and maps at kpel965.com and the KPL app. In Jeff Davis Parish, a burn ban is now in effect. Dry conditions force the police jury to issue the order. Residents should contact the local fire departments if they have any questions. In state news, one person is dead. Two people are in the hospital after a shooting at the Gonzalez Waffle House. It happened early Saturday morning. One of the victims still in the hospital is a juvenile. The case remains under investigation. A Baton Rouge dentist is dead after a boat crash on False River. The crash happened Friday night around 1030. Authorities pulled the body of Kenneth St. Romain from the water around 9 o'clock Sunday morning. Two others were thrown from the boat during the crash, but they survived. In the legislature, a Senate committee will take up the so-called constitutional carry bill. That bill will allow Louisiana residents to carry concealed guns without the need for a permit. The bill has already cleared the House by a 64-27 vote. Bill sponsor Danny McCormick says he expects the Senate to approve it, too. This is a very popular bill in Louisiana. Every state that touches Louisiana has it. Louisiana is the only one in this area that doesn't have it. I think 26 states in the nation have constitutional carry. The legislature approved the bill last year. Governor John Bell Edwards vetoed it. An attempt to override that veto failed. Lawmakers have sent a budget bill to Governor Edwards' desk. That bill includes money for both early childhood education and for the state's colleges and universities. Kevin Gallagher will have reaction from the state's higher education leaders in just a second. But first, David Grubb explains how the budget will help early childhood ed. So this is the largest single investment in the state of Louisiana in young children ever. Libby Sonia, executive director of the Louisiana Policy Institute for Children, says there are far too many kids starting their school years already behind. We have 60% of our kindergartners right now not ready to learn. And when we have increased investments in early care and education, we can set our little people up for a smart start. The money will go towards child care assistance for low-income families, supporting the state's LA4 program, and providing matching grants to encourage districts to invest in pre-K. I'm David Grubb. University of Louisiana System President Jim Henderson says he's happy with what lawmakers have done. The legislature did some amazing work on crafting this budget. He says the budget architects at the Capitol really filled out the higher ed wish list. What they invested in this year was faculty salaries and a great deal, maybe once in a lifetime, investment in some infrastructure needs. He says the funding will help them be competitive, recruit good instructors and students, and even expand some programs. And he says the funding is sustainable for the future. I'm Kevin Gallagher. In sports, the Louisiana Raging Cajun softball team season comes to an end in the NCAA Regionals. The Cajuns fell to Auburn Friday night 4-3 before bouncing back to beat UNC Wilmington 3-1 in 11 innings and Auburn 4-3, both games on Saturday. Clemson knocked the Cajuns out of the tournament with an 8-0 run rule victory in the regional championship game yesterday. Louisiana ends the season with a 47-13 record. Pitcher Megan Shorman posted on Twitter late last night that she and her team, quote, left it all on the field. And they certainly did. You could tell that they were playing and, and frankly, just ran out of gas towards the end. But that's not an indictment on this team. They played spectacularly with seven freshmen on the field this year to accomplish everything they did. They've set a great foundation, and 2023 can't get here soon enough. 
Ragin' Cajuns baseball ends their regular season on a high note by taking two of three from Little Rock. The Cajuns fell on Thursday 2 to nothing before bouncing back to win on Saturday 10-4 to and on Sunday 9-3. to The Cajuns open Sunbelt Tournament play on Wednesday in Montgomery, Alabama when they take on South Alabama. Nobody won the big lottery jackpots over the weekend, Bernie. Powerball tonight worth $125 million. Mega Millions tomorrow worth $143 million. The Lotto, $1,675,000. And the Easy Five at $120,000. Those two drawings on Wednesday, maybe you or somebody else will get lucky this week with the lottery. Now, the story we mentioned a second ago, Bernie, about mm-hmm. removing stuff from drainage culverts. Yeah. Of course. Down here, we have a problem with litter. Oh, and yeah. sometimes we see items pop up in drainage culverts that you wouldn't expect to see, including mm-hmm. that steel barrel or a couple steel barrels in a spool of yeah, wire golly, uh, huh? in Iberia Parish. But what about a dog caught in a storm drain? Aww. That's what happened in Austin, Texas over the weekend. Animal rescuers fished a muddy dog out of a storm drain. And even better, they were able to reunite the canine with his owner. Animal Control was dispatched to a report of a dog trapped in the drain. They arrived to find the animal was, quote, mired in mud at the bottom of a concrete box. Oh, gosh. That box designed to direct overflow water to a nearby creek. Now, we know cats can be liquid, but dogs not so much. The muddy dog was lifted out of the drain. He was scanned for a microchip, and, hey, he was microchipped. So they were able to get the dog back to its rightful human. So good for the folks in Austin, Texas. So remember, folks. Make sure you're watching what goes near your drains, including your pups. I tell you. Boy, I'm glad they were able to save the little dude, huh? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, of course, he would have gotten away with it if it weren't for those meddling <laughs> those animal mer- control workers. Yeah, yeah. And those meddling teenagers, too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But uh, he was saying, ruh-roh, he uh, did when he say got caught. He said, ruh-roh. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine if dogs could talk, I'd imagine he said, ruh-roh. <laughs> All right. It's 614. And it by is. the way, today's yes. edition of Cartridge World Trivia is going to feature classic television and an Ooh. anniversary that we could not observe because we weren't on the air yesterday. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds exciting. So there's your hint. There's your clue as to where the question's going today. Okay. Well, gosh, this is going to be great. Okay. All right. Coming up. Your news update brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding, welcome home. A quiet start today to what is ultimately going to be a fairly unsettled week. We've actually got pretty decent rain chances starting tomorrow and kind of going through the middle part of the week. Actually clears out just in time for the weekend, which will be fairly nice and we can try and put a dent in this drought that we've found ourselves in over the last couple of months. Now, for today, we've got clouds out there this morning, so gradually see the skies clearing out, though. Get a little more sunshine by the later parts of the afternoon. Winds today from the north at 5 to 10 miles an hour. Maybe a pop-up shower or thunderstorm late on today. 20 to 30 percent rain chances overnight. Tonight will be in the 70s. And then for tomorrow, mostly cloudy skies. Showers and thunderstorms firing up in the afternoon could last on through into the evening. A wetter day then coming up on Wednesday. Wednesday, maybe a couple strong thunderstorms in the mix for the midweek and then starting to ease up by Thursday afternoon, clearing out in time for the weekend. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPAL. This report is sponsored by Family Dollar. News Talk 96.5 KPAL. Right now, traffic. So the situation that Ian was talking to us about, I-49 is closed at the Pondamuta exit. 
after a crash involving a tanker truck. Now, authorities say this is about one o'clock this morning. It all happened. The tanker truck ended up flipping during the crash. So I-49 is closed at Ponda Mouton. Both directions. It could take some time to get this all rectified. So you should take North University to kind of get where you're going as a detour, of course. And drivers could also consider taking the Gloria Switch Road Mall Street Corridor or Louisiana Avenue on Mouton Corridor as a solution there. So just be aware that that's going to take several hours for it all to be closed. When it comes to your credit card, Discover believes in having real people available 24-7 to help answer your questions. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. It is coming up now on 618 on Acadiana's Morning News. Bernadette Lee and Ian Oze here with you. Good morning, sir. How are you? I am tired. My allergies are <laughs> kicking my butt, but I am making it. Yikes. Okay. If you hear me sniffling, sneezing, wheezing, calliope's <laughs> crashing to the ground, it's, it's all the allergies that are out here. Oof. I don't know what it is about this time of year, but as we... It, it's, it just gets rough this time. And I never used to have problems with allergies. Is this what it's like to get old? Uh, Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember I told you one day you'd wake up and like everything would start breaking? I don't know. It's, it just <laughs> seems like it's allergies now. I'm, it, I never used to have issues. I could go outside. I could be all right. Now I roll out of bed and I, <laughs> I, I, I sniffle and have to blow my nose. I think probably, I don't know, maybe this year has been uh, more harsh also in terms of all the allergens in the air. I mean, I think we say that every year. I don't know, maybe as people. We're like, no, 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 this was the worst year ever. And then like next year we'll we'll say the same thing, maybe? Possibly? Possibly. I don't know, <laughs> but even in Clemson in South Carolina, it was rough. I I'd roll out of bed, my eyes would be itchy, my Oof. nose would be running. It's like, man, is the pollen that bad here too? They just didn't change the air condition filter. <laughs> maybe it's both, like all over the yeah, place. Yeah, maybe a combination of both. Oh gosh, oh boy. So, what was the weather like coming in? Last night it rained in Charlotte. Uh, it was it caused some issues and caused a few delays, including with ours. I didn't get back home till about two thirty this morning. So, it it was one of those things where you just grin and bear it. But it was a situation where. With the Cajuns dropping out yesterday in the first game of the regional final, mm-hmm. uh, it was a matter of do we fly out and get back at uh, – I just lost my train of thought there. <laughs> do we get back early <laughs> okay. in the morning? Do we get back sometime between midnight and 3? Or do we leave the hotel at 3 in the morning and then fly out at 7? So it was one of those catch-22s. You, you you're losing sleep one way or the other, but which way do you want to do it? And they, they took the option to get out of there early, which is a smart move because for a lot of the players, they're going to go back home. They're going to pack up their stuff out of their dorm rooms and their apartments. Ooh, for those yeah. who are going back to their homes, they're going to do that. The Melissa Mayu, one of the senior players, is playing professional ball in Florida this year, as is Sierra Bryan who was a graduate assistant this year with the team. Both of them are playing uh, for the pro team in Florida with Coach Jerry Glasgow, the team he's coaching. Mm -hmm. So they're getting their stuff packed up out, and they're going to be out of Lafayette by the end of the day today. You have other players who are getting their stuff. They'll be going back home, whether it's to other parts of Louisiana, other parts of the United States. Uh, So for them, it gave them the opportunity to get home, sleep in their own beds tonight, and then they can finish up and get everything they need uh, wrapped up before they head back home or wherever their next destination is. And really and truly, last night, uh, 
being in the Charlotte airport wasn't bad. It wasn't packed, wasn't crowded at all, even with the delays, both weather and with the jet bridge. Yeah, they, they come on, they say... Attention American Airlines customers, we have an issue with the jet bridge. There's no air and no light, so it may be about another half an hour before we're able to start the boarding process. And mind you, this is after we've already been held up because of the weather. But thankfully, they got the jet bridge fixed. They got us uh, off the ground after another delay on on the tarmac. They waited to let us go. And then by the time we took off, I was passed out. So the next thing I knew, we had landed. It was 2 in the morning. <laughs> okay, that part is nice when you're able to just totally fall asleep and then you wake up at your destination. Ooh, so much better, huh? Oh, yeah. It's it's so much better when when you wake up. But the, the landing that we had last night was... Oh? Uh, yeah, it was a rude awakening. I would have much oh. rather it have been uh, awakened by a flight attendant or somebody else saying, Hey, get up. We're here. <laughs> oh, man. God. So was it like super bumpy or like? Oh, yeah, it was a rough landing. It was a bumpy landing, uh, which we've had a couple of those lately. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure the reason why, but either they don't like UL softball or or, or something. But uh, we've had a couple (laughs) bumpy landings as of late. Yikes, yikes. All right. Well, this will be our theme for today. Because I got to have faith. Just for you. Faith and fumes. The team of faith and fumes. Yes, we're running on faith and fumes, and at some point, uh, once uh, once we uh, gather all of our energy, you'll have to play uh, the other uh, one of the other number ones from that album, uh, Monkey, because we'll be a couple of monkeys on the radio uh, entertaining the masses. Oh, Lord, we're adorable. All right, we've got Casey Thompson with Hospice coming up. Bernadette Lee, you know, Katie's morning news. It is coming up now on 624 on Acadiana's Morning News Monday. Can't believe it's here. All right, Ian. Um, we have Casey Thompson joining us in studio from Hospice of Acadiana. Hey, Casey, good morning. Good morning, Casey. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, we appreciate this. Okay, uh, talk to us about the Hit the Road campaign. Absolutely. So here we are again, Hospice of Acadiana's annual Hit the Road with Hospice of Acadiana raffle, where a $20 ticket gives you a chance to win a new car, a camper, or a trip for two. Okay, all of the above. Yes, please. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So um, maybe, Ian, um, I I could win the camper. You could win maybe the car. I don't know. I'm seeing a future here for us. What do you think? Look, it sounds like a Price is Right showcase, but it's a (laughs) raffle ticket, and you could wind up winning it. And, of course, Hospice of Acadiana, a wonderful cause, a wonderful wonderful organization to support. For those who aren't familiar with hospice, what exactly are these proceeds going to benefit within hospice? Absolutely. So beyond the care that we provide at the bedside, as Acadiana's only nonprofit hospice, we also have a host of support programs and services for our patients and their families. Programs like We Honor Veterans, Food with Love, Mission Moments, our indigent care, and of course, free grief counseling to the whole community, even if you're with another hospice provider or if your loved one wasn't on hospice at all. So the proceeds from the raffle help us to cover these unreimbursed care and support services we provide. Which I think is just um, so valuable, especially, you know, like you said, if, you know, it's just a situation, maybe you're 
loved one was not on hospice or a different hospice. I mean, how caring and giving is that for your group to do it? It's wonderful. Absolutely. We just want to make sure that everyone has the resources that they need. Um, obviously, death and end of life are never an easy time for anyone. And so any way that we can support our community, that's what we're looking to do. Absolutely. Okay. How do we get a raffle ticket? What do we do? Absolutely. So we're at the tail end of the raffle. Only a week left. Deadline is May 29th. So um, go online, hospiceacadiana.com. You can also call our office, 232-1234. Or you can stop by our office on Johnston Street, which is right next to Albertsons. Yep, it's easy enough to find. That's uh, certainly true. So what are our chances here again? What are these wonderful prizes Okay, how are we going to hit the road? So you can win a 2022 <laughs> Hyundai Santa Cruz, a 2022 Rockwood Geo Pro Camper, or a trip for two, two round-trip airfare tickets anywhere in the continental U.S., along with the $500 Visa gift card. Ooh, that is awesome. And I'm looking at the website right now. You said it's easy to find Hospice of Acadiana on Johnson Street. Easy to find the raffle tickets online. You go to hospiceacadiana.com, and on the right-hand side, top right-hand side, you will see a red box with white print that says raffle ticket. It's, it's easy. If, if you don't see it, maybe you need to get your eyes checked. But it's, <laughs> but it's right there, and you can see pictures of the Hyundai Santa Cruz, of that Rockwood Geo Pro. Now, of course, we can't show you a picture of uh, the trip you could win, but <laughs> anywhere in the continental U.S., uh, there are a lot of possibilities there. And you know what? For as fun as the, the truck and the camper are, I, th- I think I'd want to win that trip to the con- somewhere in the continental U.S., I don't think any of them are too bad. Too bad. <laughs> think about, oh my gosh, all the places we could possibly go. Oh, Grand Canyon. There, there you, you go. go. Mm-hmm. I'd want to go. Yellowstone. Yeah, Yellowstone. That'd be another one. would be great. Ooh, okay. So people's minds are clicking and thinking. Okay. So they can hop on there. They can go and visit you guys. So it's easy, very easy, easy to but, do it. But I would encourage everyone to not wait. Um, this year we are getting close to selling oh, out. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, super excited. Um, would love to be able to do that. Of course, need the community's help. So one ticket, $20 if you can help us out. Um, gosh, those funds would go a really long way in helping the people in our community. Absolutely. Is there a limit on how many tickets anybody can buy? There is not. You can buy as many tickets as you like. Um, total number of tickets is 10,000. So um, keeps your odds still pretty good, right? One in 10,000 yeah. chance. The more tickets you buy, the more chances you have. Oh, Ian, we, we got to get in this. Now I'm going to get in this to help hospice. You got to get in, the, in this, Ian, because you're lucky. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. I still haven't won the lottery, but hey, <laughs> if only 10,000 tickets are there, that's a better chance of winning the lottery. So I was going to you say, go. your odds are much better with us than with the lottery. Uh, that's absolutely right. My goodness. Well, Casey, thank you so much for joining us this Thank morning. you for having me. And thanks to the community for their continued support. We really, really are grateful. Well, we appreciate hospice in so many ways. Thank you. Thank you. It is coming up now on 629. The loudest voices on the biggest issues. We're listening to your concerns. And that's why it's so important for us to say that we hear you. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Depend on it. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the KPEL News app. Now the headlines from the KPEL News Center.
It's 6.31 in the morning, 74 degrees in Acadiana. Daniel Phillips says partly cloudy for most of the day today. 20% chance of showers and a high of 88. Full look at the forecast coming up in just a little bit for News Talk 96.5 KPEL. I'm Ian Ozan. We start with a breaking story in Lafayette. I-49 is closed at the Pont de Mouton exit after a crash involving a tanker truck carrying gasoline. Authorities say the crash happened around 1 o'clock this morning. The tanker truck flipped during that crash, forcing officials to close both sides of the interstate. The road will be closed until crews can transfer the gasoline to another truck and clear the scene. That could take anywhere between 8 to 10 hours or longer. Now, as we mentioned, I-49 is blocked both north and southbound. Drivers should take North University Avenue, that's LA-182, as a detour route. Now, if you don't want to take University, there are a couple of other options. Glory Switch Road and Moss Street, especially for those of you that are heading southbound, that's an option. If you're headed northbound, Louisiana Avenue to Pont de Mouton, then get back on I-49 at Pont de Mouton. Uh, remember, you can get on the interstate at Pont de Mouton going northbound, you just can't uh, go across the overpass if you're coming from the Evangeline Thruway in Point South. We do need to mention, though, uh, Bernie, and our good friend Rob uh, messaged a second ago, uh-huh. uh, if you're on I-10, you do not have anything to worry about. Interstate 10 is open. Even though it's near that interchange, Interstate 10 is not affected, so you can drive on through going towards Lake Charles or Baton Rouge, oh, regardless, right. of, uh, regardless of uh, which way you're going. So that's some good news in that respect. Indeed, sir. Staying in Lafayette, a 14-year-old boy is facing a second-degree murder charge in the shooting death of a 16-year-old girl. It happened Sunday night around 6.30 on East Willow near Louisiana Avenue. Lafayette police say the two teens were sitting in a car when the 14-year-old fired a gun, wounding the 16-year-old in the chest. The victim later died at the hospital. Lafayette Consolidated Government is firing another salvo in its lawsuit against the St. Martin Parish government. That lawsuit surrounds LCG's removal of spoil banks along the Vermilion River on property it owns within St. Martin Parish. According to a revised complaint filed in federal court late Thursday, LCG claims St. Martin Parish passed an ordinance to prevent spoil bank removals. That ordinance, they say, specifically was put in place to stop LCG's work. The revised complaint also claims the St. Martin Parish ordinance is unconstitutional. Attorneys representing the St. Martin Parish government say the lawsuit has no merit and should be dismissed. We should note St. Martin Parish has not yet filed a formal response to this uh, amended complaint. That should be coming in the next few days. Staying at the Lafayette Federal Courthouse, a judge has granted a motion to stop the Centers for Disease Control from lifting Title 42. That policy allowed the U.S. to expedite deportations because of COVID-19 concerns. Republican attorneys general sued to stop the rule from sunsetting. They and some Democrats are worried about the federal government's ability to handle an influx of asylum seekers at the border once the rule is lifted. State police are investigating two deadly crashes that happened over the weekend. First in Acadia Parish, charges are pending in a crash that killed a Eunice woman. Happened around 4.30 Saturday afternoon on LA-13 near Maxi. Troopers say Karen Bollock died when another car crossed the center line and hit her. Troopers say the driver of that other car had gone off the road and overcorrected, causing her to spin into Bollock's path. The second driver is in critical condition. The other crash happened around 1 o'clock Sunday morning in Iberia Parish. Troopers say Donovar Yancey of Abbeville ran off the Highway 90 service road in a curve near Darnell Road. According to Troopers, Yancey's car flipped and landed on its roof in the middle of Darnell Road. Yancey died at the scene. 
Staying in Iberian Parish, officials are urging people to watch what they put in or near drainage ditches. This after crews cleaned out culverts over the weekend ahead of hurricane season. According to pictures posted online by Parish President Larry Richard, crews pulled buckets, flower pots, barrels, spools of wire, and other objects from the culverts. Those items could have created a flood hazard for residents in the parish. Speaking of hurricane season, are you prepared? That story coming up soon at kpel965.com. And if you have the KPL app, you'll get a push notification about it in about 25 minutes from now. Back in Lafayette, LCG has released its plans for bike paths across the parish. Construction on the first phase of the project is set to begin next year. We have the full plan and maps on kpel965.com and the KPL app. In Jeff Davis Parish, a burn ban is in effect. Dry conditions forced the police jury to issue the order. Residents said, or residents rather, should contact the local fire departments if they have any questions. In state news, one person is dead. Two people are in the hospital after a shooting at the Gonzalez Waffle House. Happened early Saturday morning. One of the victims is still, one of the hospitals still in the, excuse me, let's try that again. One of the victims still in the hospital is a juvenile. The case remains under investigation. So far, no arrests in that shooting. A Baton Rouge dentist is dead after a boat crash on False River. That crash happened Friday night around 10.30. Authorities pulled the body of Kenneth St. Romain from the water around 9 o'clock Sunday morning. Two others were thrown from the boat during the crash but survived. A Senate committee will take up the so-called constitutional carry bill tomorrow. That bill would allow Louisiana residents to carry concealed guns without the need for a permit. The bill cleared the House by a 64-27 vote. Representative Danny McCormick of Oil City sponsors the bill. He expects it to pass the Senate as well. This is a very popular bill in Louisiana. Every state that touches Louisiana has it. Louisiana is the only one in this area that doesn't have it. I think 26 states in the nation have constitutional carry. The legislature approved the bill last year, but Governor Edwards vetoed it. An attempt to override that veto failed. Speaking of Governor Edwards, a budget bill now sits on his desk after the state legislature approved that budget last week. The bill includes money for both early childhood education and for the state's colleges and universities. Kevin Gallagher will have reaction from the state's higher education leaders in just a moment. But first, David Grubb explains how the budget will help early childhood education. So this is the largest single investment in the state of Louisiana in young children ever. Libby Sonia, executive director of the Louisiana Policy Institute for Children, says there are far too many kids starting their school years already behind. We have 60% of our kindergartners right now not ready to learn. And when we have increased investments in early care and education, we can set our little people up for a smart start. The money will go towards child care assistance for low-income families, supporting the state's LA4 program, and providing matching grants to encourage districts to invest in pre-K. I'm David Grubb. University of Louisiana System President Jim Henderson says he's happy with what lawmakers have done. The legislature did some amazing work on crafting this budget. He says the budget architects at the Capitol really filled out the higher ed wish list. What they invested in this year was faculty salaries and a great deal, maybe once in a lifetime, investment in some infrastructure needs. He says the funding will help them be competitive, recruit good instructors and students, and even expand some programs. And he says the funding is sustainable for the future. I'm Kevin Gallagher. In sports, the Louisiana Raging Cajun softball team season comes to an end in the NCAA tournament. The Cajuns fell to Auburn on Friday night, 4-3 in the opening round of the regionals before bouncing back on Saturday to beat UNC Wilmington 3-1 and Auburn 4-3. Clemson knocked off the Cajuns yesterday with an 8-0 victory in the regional championship game. The Cajun season ends with a 47-13 record. And to all the players on that team, hats off to you. On a job well done this season to the seven freshmen coming back. Looking forward to next year to the three seniors, Ari Quinones, Melissa Mayu, and 
see, uh, and who am I missing? Uh, Raina O'Neill. For those three seniors who have been here for a while, especially in the case of Mayu and O'Neill, have played their entire careers here. Ari Quinones played only one season here after transferring last year. Their, the impact that they made on the team this year, and in the case of Mayu and O'Neill, over the course of the last several years, will be felt for many a year to come. So thank you to all of them for a job well done, not just this year, but throughout the course of their careers. Raging Cajuns baseball ends their regular season on a high note by taking two of three from Little Rock. The Cajuns fell on Thursday 2 to nothing before bouncing back to win on Saturday 10 to 4 and on Sunday 9 to 3. The Cajuns open Sunbelt tournament play on Wednesday against South Alabama. Nobody won the big jackpots over the weekend. Powerball at 125 million, Mega Millions at 143 million tomorrow. Lotto and Easy 5 on Wednesday at 1.675 million and 120,000 respectively. And finally, Bernie, it's time yeah. for Cartridge World Trivia, brought to you oh, by okay. our friends over at Cartridge World. Cool. All right. I'll try. Uh, so we were not on the air yesterday. Nope. And we missed an anniversary in the process. Uh-oh. Okay. What? So what classic is TV uh-huh. is the category. Okay. Which I know is one of your categories, one of your uh, specialties. I swear, it's like the only thing I ever seem to remember. <laughs> so on March 22nd, 1992. Hmm. Hey. What longtime television personality signed off for the final time by bidding his viewers a quote, heartfelt good night, end quote? Hmm. May 22, 1992. A heartfelt good night. Mm-hmm. Mm. Gosh. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I don't know who it is. Johnny Carson. Wow. Yes, 30 of years course. ago yesterday was the, <gasps> so was the right, last sir. episode of The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. Now, of course, Jay Leno took over yeah. the following Monday. Wow. Okay. So what was out of the folks that, that, you know, all of the late night talk shows, do you have one that you really have cared for over the years? Was like Johnny Carson your favorite? Or was well, Jay Leno your guy? I'm I'm not old enough to remember watching Carson when he was on the air. Now, of course, I remember seeing him on the TV, mm-hmm. but I, I don't remember specifically what the shows were like I, without having to go back and watch the replays. And, and I've watched a lot of the Carson replays on YouTube over the years. Uh, again, the sis boom ba joke from, from <laughs> Karnak in 1984, one of the best punchlines ever. Um I always liked Leno and headlines. I, I liked that. Letterman, as I got older, became my guy because I liked his quirky humor, especially the older stuff he did when he was still at NBC. Um, of course, that was supposed to be Letterman's job. Carson would have preferred it, but Leno politicked and got the gig. But the one thing, the one lasting bit from Jay Leno's Tonight Show that sticks with me, none of the bits, none of, the, none of what he did as a comedian, but in terms of what his band was able to do, with Brantford Marsalis, uh, the first go-around as the leader, then with Kevin Eubanks later taking over when Marsalis left the show, the closing theme song that they used for the duration of Leno's first run on The Tonight Show is one of my favorite musical compositions ever. It's a piece called Kevin's Country. It was composed by Kevin Eubanks and was introduced actually during a Grateful Dead concert on New Year's Eve 1990 out in Oakland, California. The 21-minute version of that piece that they played that night exists on YouTube. And when I need to relax, when I need something to get me in, in a good frame of mind, that is the composition I go to. And growing up, not knowing anything about the song 
beforehand, just knowing that it was the closing theme of the Tonight Show, if I could, I would stay up till 1130 just to hear wow. the strains of the trumpet. Uh, play that mentally. Just to hear that, because when you heard that, you knew you were going to sleep well that night. Hmm. Such a beautiful melody that whether it was uh, Marsalis playing it on saxophone, whether it was, I forget who the trumpeter in the band was, whether he was playing it, or the acoustic guitar version that Kevin Eubanks released on one of his CDs about 15, 20 years ago, the melody of that tune is just so peaceful that that is the one thing of, of late night TV, believe it or not, that is the one thing that all these years sticks with me. And if you go back and you look at late night TV, the musical performances that you get from Carson's era through Leno and then with Letterman, both on NBC with Late Night through The Late Show, you want to see some great music, especially bands that you may have never heard of. Stay up till the end of, a, of one of the late night programs and you will find a band that will turn that will turn you onto their music or will turn you onto an entire genre. That's been one of the great beauties of late night talk, especially over the last 20 years. Uh, maybe the the hosts have changed the conversations uh, and the jokes are different, but the quality of music that they book is still the same. Yeah, definitely. What a great point. It's coming up now in 6:44. Your news update is brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. They have over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock. Take a look at homefern.com. A quiet start today to what is ultimately going to be a fairly unsettled week. We've actually got pretty decent rain chances starting tomorrow and kind of going through the middle part of the week. Actually clears out just in time for the weekend, which will be fairly nice. And we can try and put a dent in this drought that we've found ourselves in over the last couple of months. Now, for today, we've got clouds out there this morning. Should gradually see the skies clearing out, though. Get a little more sunshine by the later parts of the afternoon. Winds today from the north at 5 to 10 miles an hour. Maybe a pop-up shower or thunderstorm late on today. 20 to 30% rain chances overnight. Tonight will be in the 70s. And then for tomorrow, mostly cloudy skies. Showers and thunderstorms firing up in the afternoon. Could last on through into the evening. A wetter day then coming up on Wednesday. Wednesday, maybe a couple strong thunderstorms in the mix for the midweek and then starting to ease up by Thursday afternoon, clearing out in time for the weekend. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPAL. This report is sponsored by Family Dollar. News Talk 96.5 KPAL. Right now, traffic. We have the ongoing situation, I-49 blocked in both directions. That is I-49 at Pond de Mouton. was closed down earlier this morning. Obviously, the situation that they had going on with a tanker truck that was carrying gasoline. There was a crash, so it could be quite some time before that opens again. So I-49 is closed at Pond de Mouton. And uh, one of our uh, Kipil folks letting us know that uh, even as you're passing by there, if you try to get on to... Let's say I-49 for my 10 northbound. They're not going to let you do that. So just be aware. Obviously, you want to take North University. You could also take um, maybe Gloria Switch Road and the Moss Street Corridor. Those would be some other good ideas for you. It's coming up.
up now on 649 on News Morning News. All right, uh, in addition to the situation northwest of Angeline Thruway at West Pond de Mouton, uh, we also have a report of a fender bender over in Scott. That's Renault Drive at Elmira Road. Again, that's Renault Drive at Elmira Road. So that's just a little fender bender in that particular area. So nothing major going on at that area. And we're working to get some updated information, too, on I-49 near Pond de Mouton uh, to see if the situation has changed. We got a call from someone who said uh, that northbound uh, open DOTD says still closed. So I don't know if they're planning like to update that in just a little bit, but we'll work to keep you posted and let you know, you know, what the latest is with that. As soon as they can move that tanker truck, I'm sure they're going to be doing whatever they can to get that in line. I mean, typically that's what they do. Try to get it, you know, all back together to make it easier on everybody. So, man, that had to have been uh, quite a rough situation this morning i'd imagine so especially for the person driving that tanker truck when that thing flips over and you're in the middle of it hoy i i don't even want to think about what uh what it thinks about one of our secret squirrels just checked he said y'all might want to recommend folks coming southbound start exiting in karen crow at exit four take the frontage road to get to north university traffic was already backed up to glorious switch Mm. when he passed there 30 minutes ago Mm. and that's a good call if you're going to take university i would even suggest getting off at exit seven which is uh, the la 182 North University exit. So if you're coming from the Sunset Opelousas area, get off at exit 7, hook a right, go through the city of Karen Crow, and then down University into Lafayette from there. Uh, avoid Exit 4 is a good choice. You can take Veterans Memorial Boulevard to uh, 182, but that's going to get backed up awfully quickly as well. So your best bet probably is to exit off at exit seven and just take university directly there through Karen Crow as opposed to getting off at exit four and Veterans Memorial and going that way. Just because of how the roads are configured, exit four will get congested awfully quickly if people does start taking that route. Mm. It's going to be uh, it's going to be rough because it's a Monday morning and it's traffic. So um, just be patient to call in. This is it. Yeah, no kidding. My goodness. Woo, boy. All right, it's coming up now on 652. Cloudy today, 20% chance of showers. But it's going to be sunny later in the day, according to Daniel Phillips. A high at 88, 72 are overnight low. Storms moving in the forecast uh, in a greater probability for Tuesday and for Wednesday, but the weekend. I don't know what we did right, Ian, but... Daniel Phillips saying it's going to be a good one. It's coming up now on 653 now on Acadiana's Morning News. You might remember the excitement and hype about the new fall programs coming to local television. But that was then. This past week, the greatly diminished role of broadcast television entertainment was made clear for all the world to see. I'm Kim Commando brought to you by CarShield. Protect your car from expensive repairs. Visit carshield.com slash Kim and save 10%. Deductible may apply. Last week was a super private event for media execs and advertising agencies. It's called The Upfront. It's where media honchos show off their new fall programs and where the big ad agency buy ads months in advance at greatly reduced rates. Paramount, Disney, Warner Brothers, Discovery, HBO, all the big names are there. But unlike previous years, ABC and CBS stayed on the sidelines with little to offer. NBC didn't have anyone to send. And Fox didn't even bother to release a fall schedule. Yes, streaming has its issues. But at ABC, CBS, NBC, and Fox, things are even worse. I post breaking tech news 24-7 at my website, commando.com.
Ever browsed in incognito mode? Well, incognito mode, like the Chrome browser itself, is a Google product. And Google has made its fortune by tracking your movements online. There's even a $5 billion class action lawsuit against the company in California, where it's accused of secretly collecting user data. Google's defense? Incognito doesn't mean invisible. So how do you actually make yourself invisible online? With ExpressVPN, data brokers buy and sell your IP address, which uniquely identifies you and your location. But with ExpressVPN, your connection is encrypted and your IP address is masked, so it's harder for third parties to identify you and harvest your data. Best of all, it's so easy to use. Just have one button for instant protection. So secure yourself with the number one rated VPN. Visit expressvpn.com slash Kim and get three extra months for free. That's expressvpn.com slash Kim. expressvpn.com slash Kim. Phone lines are open. Call the show at 232-1542. 232-1542. Then listen live anytime with the free KPL News app. Free in the App Store or Google Play. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Connell McShane. This is the Fox Business Report. A little relief for investors after the S&P 500 briefly slipped into bear market territory on Friday. S&P 500 futures are higher this morning, as are futures for the Dow and the NASDAQ 100. Investors are worried about a recession as the Fed raises interest rates to combat inflation. The World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland is underway with 2,500 public figures gathering. Among those scheduled to speak, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky and U.S. Climate Envoy John Kerry. It's a good time to graduate college. According to the New York Post, the National Association of Colleges and Employers finds that the class of 22 will find 33% more jobs available than last year's class. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Roger Stern, invested in you. After 9-11, Ben Harrow couldn't wait to enlist in the Army. But in Afghanistan, Ben stepped on an IED while leading an anti-terrorism mission. Ben survived but lost both of his legs above the knee, two fingers, and sustained injuries to his right forearm. Ben now lives in a smart home from the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which gave him back his independence despite his severe physical challenges. Help heroes like Ben. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. It's an answer China doesn't like. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, to a question posed by a reporter to President Biden while in Japan. If China attacked Taiwan, are you willing to get involved militarily? Yes. You are. 
That's the commitment we made. Fox's Jackie Heinrichs in Tokyo. I was in the room at the time, and I can tell you the cabinet certainly did not expect that from the president. I looked over at Secretary of State Antony Blinken. He shifted visibly in his seat and then was looking at his phone. Minutes later, the White House tried to walk back the president's comments, telling me, as the president said, our policy has not changed. He reiterated our one China policy and our commitment to peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait. He also reiterated our commitment under the Taiwan Relations Act to provide Taiwan with the military means to defend itself. Now, China claims Taiwan is a rogue province that is not independent. A spokesperson expressed dissatisfaction and opposition to the Biden comments. Also in Japan, the president hailed a 12-nation Indo-Pacific trade deal. And when it comes to the U.S. economy, he said a recession is not inevitable. The gas prices might take some time to come down. We're going through an incredible transition that is taking place that God willing, when it's over, will be stronger and the world will be stronger and less relying on fossil fuels. Gas is at a record high again this morning. AAA's national average now just shy of 460 a gallon. COVID cases keep rising up five weeks in a row. The nearly 800,000 last week in the Johns Hopkins tracker, the most in three months. Pfizer, which has already been vaccinating children five and older against COVID, is hoping to soon jab kids younger than five, saying smaller doses are effective in studies. The company plans to give the data to the FDA later this week. Pfizer is saying preliminary data suggests its three-dose series is 80% effective in preventing symptomatic COVID-19. But the company cautions the calculation and study is only about half complete. That's Jeff Manasso. America's listening to Fox News. Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because our Sleep Number 360 smart bed is really smart. It senses your movement and automatically adjusts to help keep you both comfortable. It's even smart enough to know exactly how long, how well, and when you slept. And to help you get almost 30 minutes more restful sleep per night. Sleep Number takes care of the science. All you have to do is sleep. Save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed Queen, now only $19.99. Plus special financing ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. You know, every three seconds, there is a new victim of identity theft. A criminal could be applying for loans in your name, selling your personal information on the dark web. Now, protecting your identity can be very easy thanks to LifeLock by Norton. No one company can prevent all identity theft or monitor every transaction of every business. But LifeLock, it's simple and easy to protect yourself. And you'll save up to 25% off your first year when you go to LifeLock.com or call 1-800-LIFELOCK. Just use the promo code Hannity. Life in prison. That's the sentence a Russian soldier got today in Ukraine for the murder of a civilian at the first war crimes trial since the invasion. Today was the day people along the U.S. border were nervous about, fearing a new surge of migrants coming from Mexico on top of the record set last month with a plan to end a COVID-era Trump policy, but that is on hold. A federal judge in Louisiana Friday stopped the Biden administration from lifting Title 42 public health protections that, had it expired, would have opened gates for tens of thousands of migrants to claim asylum after illegally crossing the border starting today. Based upon Biden's numbers, they said expect 18,000 people a day. Texas Governor Greg Abbott, his and 23 other states sued to stop it. The rule was placed by former President Donald Trump to prevent illegal migrants from staying in the U.S. during the pandemic. Eben Brown, Fox News. Amid a shortage of baby formula across America, the first of several shipments from overseas landed in Indianapolis, delivered by the U.S. military. The first U.S. Air Force C-17 landed in Indianapolis, carrying 78,000 pounds of formula to fill half a million baby bottles. 
The pallets were then offloaded onto FedEx trucks waiting next to the plane. Fox's Lucas Tomlinson. This shipment was specialty formula a week's worth for 27,000 babies and toddlers who can't tolerate regular formula. On Wall Street, a positive sign. Dow futures up about 300 points, coming off eight straight weeks of losses for the Dow. In the NBA playoffs, Golden State beat Dallas again. Snaps it outside to Wiggins. Goes by Bullock. The game on TNT, Andrew Wiggins posterizing Luka Doncic in the fourth quarter. An exclamation point in the Warriors' 109-100 win over the Mavs. Wiggins finished with 27. Steph Curry had 31 and 11 assists. They'll try to sweep the series in Game 4 on Tuesday. That's Tim McMaster. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. It is 7.05 in the morning, 70 degrees in Youngsville, 70 in Abbeville, 69 on the back porch at the Capel Studio. And uh, as the farther north you go, a little bit chillier, 67 in Opelousas right now. So uh, for those of us who enjoy those conditions, shorts and short sleeves, for some of you, you're going to be bundling up in coats and sweatpants. Just depends on how you like it, but don't wear the sweats too long. This is going to be hot again today. High of 88, 20% chance of rain. According to Daniel Phillips, a full look at the forecast coming up in just a few minutes for News Talk 96.5 KPEL. I'm Ian Ozan. We start with that breaking story in Lafayette. I-49 closed to the Pont de Boutal exit after crash involving a tanker truck carrying gasoline and Bernie. We just got the update from DOTD. Some good news for those who have to travel northbound. So, yes, the northbound uh, area there. So if you're coming down I-10 and you're trying to go to I-49 northbound, you can do that now. The only uh, thing that remains closed is I-49 southbound. So the southbound lane's not open. Northbound lane's now open, according to DOTD. And that's certainly some good news right now. Those of you who are traveling southbound, the highway is still closed. Your best bet is to, if you're coming from Opelousas, exit at exit 7. That's LA 182 and take North University all the way down into Lafayette. Those of you who are coming from the Glorious Switch area, you'll probably want to take Glorious Switch down to Moss Street and then head down that way. Why is it all closed? A tanker truck flipped this morning during a crash. Uh, that tanker truck was carrying gasoline, and officials determined they had to offload the gas to another truck before they could clear the scene. That entire process could take a total of 8 to 10 hours. We are at hour number 6 right now uh, since the crash happened. So it could be another 2 to 4 hours. It could be longer. So just be patient and just remember the road is closed going southbound. Staying in Lafayette, a 14-year-old boy is facing a second-degree murder charge in the shooting death of a 16-year-old girl. It happened Sunday night around 6.30 on East Willow near Louisiana Avenue. Police say the two teens were sitting in a car when the 14-year-old fired a gun, wounding the 16-year-old in the chest. The victim later died at the hospital. Lafayette Consolidated Government is firing another salvo in its lawsuit against the St. Martin Parish government. The lawsuit surrounds LCG's removal of spoil banks along the Vermilion River on property it owns in St. Martin Parish. According to a revised complaint filed in federal court late Thursday, LCG claims St. Martin Parish passed an ordinance to prevent spoil bank removals, specifically to stop LCG's work. The revised complaint also claims that St. Martin Parish's ordinance is unconstitutional. Attorneys representing the St. Martin Parish government say the lawsuit has no merit and should be dismissed. 
Staying at the federal courthouse, a judge has granted a motion to stop the Centers for Disease Control from lifting Title 42. That policy allowed the United States to expedite deportations because of COVID-19 concerns. Republican attorneys general sued to stop the ruling for the rule from sunsetting. They and some Democrats are worried about the federal government's ability to handle an influx of asylum seekers at the border once the rule is indeed lifted. Two crashes over the weekend, both deadly. State police investigating both of those crashes. The first one in Acadia Parish happened 4.30 Saturday afternoon on LA-13 near Maxie. Troopers say Karen Bollock of Eunice died when another car crossed the center lane and hit her. Troopers say the driver of that other car had gone off the road and overcorrected, then spun out into Bollock's path. The second driver is in the hospital in critical condition. The other crash happened around 1 o'clock Sunday morning in Iberia Parish. Troopers say Donovar Yancey was driving on the Highway 90 service road in a curve near Darnell Road. According to troopers, Yancey's car flipped and landed on its roof in the middle of Darnell Road. Yancey died at the scene. Staying in Iberia Parish, officials are urging people to watch what they put in or near drainage ditches. This after crews cleaned out culverts over the weekend ahead of hurricane season. According to pictures posted online by Parish President Larry Richard, the Iberia Parish crews pulled buckets, flower pots, spools of wire, in some cases steel barrels from the culverts. And that's just a few of the items they found. Those items could have created a flood hazard for residents in the parish. Back in Lafayette, LCG has released its plans for bike paths across the parish. Construction on the first phase of the project is set to begin next year. We have the full plan and maps at kpel965.com and the KPEL app. In Jeff Davis Parish, a burn ban is in effect. Dry conditions forced the police jury to issue that order. Residents should contact their local fire departments if they have questions. In state news, one person is dead, two people injured after a shooting at the Gonzalez Waffle House. It happened early Saturday morning. One of the two surviving victims is a juvenile. The case remains under investigation. A Baton Rouge dentist is dead after a boat crash on False River. The crash happened Friday night around 10.30. Authorities pulled the body of Kenneth St. Romain from the water around 9 o'clock Sunday morning. Two others were thrown from the boat during the crash. They survived. In the legislature, a Senate committee will take up the so-called constitutional carry bill tomorrow. That bill would allow Louisiana residents to carry concealed guns without the need for a permit or training. The bill cleared the House by a 64-27 vote. Oil City Representative Danny McCormick sponsors the bill. He says he expects the Senate to approve the bill, too. This is a very popular bill in Louisiana. Every state that touches Louisiana has it. Louisiana is the only one in this area that doesn't have it. I think 26 states in the nation have constitutional carry. The legislature approved the bill last year. Governor Edwards vetoed it. An attempt to override that veto failed. Speaking of Governor Edwards, he now has a budget on his desk. Lawmakers approved that spending document last week. The bill includes money for both early childhood education and the state's colleges and universities. Kevin Gallagher will have reaction from the state's higher ed leaders in just a moment. But first, David Grubb explains how the budget will help early childhood education. So this is the largest single investment in the state of Louisiana in young children ever. Libby Sonia, executive director of the Louisiana Policy Institute for Children, says there are far too many kids starting their school years already behind. We have 60 percent of our kindergartners right now not ready to learn. And when we have increased investments in early care and education, we can set our little people up for a smart start. The money will go towards child care assistance for low-income families, supporting the state's LA4 program, and providing matching grants to encourage districts to invest in pre-K. I'm David Grubb. 
University of Louisiana System President Jim Henderson says he's happy with what lawmakers have done. The legislature did some amazing work on crafting this budget. He says the budget architects at the Capitol really filled out the higher ed wish list. What they invested in this year was faculty salaries and a great deal, maybe once in a lifetime, investment in some infrastructure needs. He says the funding will help them be competitive, recruit good instructors and students, and even expand some programs. And he says the funding is sustainable for the future. I'm Kevin Gallagher. In sports, the Louisiana Ragin' Cajun softball team season comes to an end in the NCAA Regionals. The Cajuns lost to Auburn Friday night 4-3 in the opening round. They bounced back in the elimination games on Saturday, beating UNC Wilmington 3-1 in 11 innings and beating Auburn 4-3 on Saturday night. Clemson knocked the Cajuns out of the tournament with an 8-0 victory in the regional championship game. Louisiana season ends with a 47-13 record, seven freshmen coming back next year, three seniors playing their final game yesterday. Thank you to all of them. Congratulations on a great season to the players who are coming back. Looking forward to next year to the three seniors, Ari Quinones, Raina O'Neill, and Melissa Mayu. Thank you for everything you've done for Raging Cajun Softball. Meanwhile, the Cajuns baseball team ends its regular season on a high note. They took two of three from Little Rock. The Cajuns fell on Thursday 2 to nothing before bouncing back to win on Saturday 10-4 to and again on Sunday 9-3. to The Cajuns will open Sunbelt tournament play on Wednesday. They're the four seed. They'll take on South Alabama. Powerball jackpot tonight worth $125 million. Mega Millions at $143 million tomorrow. Lotto on Wednesday, $1,675,000. And Easy Five on Wednesday is at $120,000. And finally, Bernie, mm-hmm. we have a new world record. Oh, good. Okay, bubble gum chewing? Uh, no. Bubble blowing? Uh, no. No, okay. We go to Indiana for this one. Okay, what's going More on? More specifically, we go to a high school. In Indiana for this one. Vigo County School Corps said students from the district's three high schools convened Friday morning at Terre Haute South. I'm not sure if this was an intentional attempt to break the record or if this was a senior prank. Mm. But whatever the case is, the 2,000 students, 2,000 plus students, set the Guinness World Record for the largest game of Duck, Duck, Goose. Oh, nice. Yeah, you just don't expect that one now, do you? But it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. School officials said the game had to last at least 16 minutes to conform with the rules set by Guinness World Records. There's, <laughs> there are rules for this? Uh, yeah, I guess. The, uh... the superintendent of the school district is on board. Uh, he says he be- uh, officials believe the record was successfully broken, but now they're awaiting official word from Guinness. Mm. When your superintendent is on board with it, you know you have a cool school district. <laughs> so here's the challenge. To any of the school superintendents here or any of the school board members from the various parishes that may be listening, it's time for you to step up and break this record. We have more than 2,000 students between Southside and Lafayette High School combined. Just those two schools together can do it. Let's find a way. Let's get all the high school students in Lafayette Parish. We can put them in the Cajun Dome safely without violating any fire codes. Let's do a huge game of Duck, Duck, Goose in the Cajun Dome or in Blackham Coliseum. That would be Let's fun. break the record. Come on. You can do it. Irma Trosclair, I have faith in you. Lafayette <laughs> Parish School Board, I have faith in you. Scott Richard in Acadia Parish. Patrick Jenkins in St. Landry Parish. Darwin Lazard in Evangeline Parish. Uh, Alan Blanchard in St. Martin Parish. Uh, I forget the name of the new guy in, uh, in New Iberia, in Iberia Parish. Uh, Tommy Byler in Vermilion Parish. Come on, step up. Let's see this record get broken here locally. You have sent out the challenge, but will they hear it? I wish they would. That'd be super fun. Heath Hewland, that's the new guy in Iberia Parish. It gotcha. just came to That would be so much fun, though. And maybe it's something they can think about for 
don't know, maybe next year? I don't know. I don't know. Hey, come on. We got summer. Technically, yeah. they're still students. That's true. That's Give a good point. To do. Yeah, that's right. All right, coming up now on 716. Your news update brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Welcome home. A quiet start today to what is ultimately going to be a fairly unsettled week. We've actually got pretty decent rain chances starting tomorrow and kind of going through the middle part of the week. Actually clears out just in time for the weekend, which will be fairly nice. And we can try and put a dent in this drought that we've found ourselves in over the last couple of months. Now, for today, we've got clouds out there this morning. So gradually see the skies clearing out, though. Get a little more sunshine by the later parts of the afternoon. Winds today from the north at 5 to 10 miles an hour. Maybe a pop-up shower thunderstorm late on today 20 to 30 percent rain chances overnight tonight will be in the 70s and then for tomorrow mostly cloudy skies showers and thunderstorms firing up in the afternoon could last on through into the evening a wetter day then coming up on wednesday maybe a couple strong thunderstorms in the mix for the midweek and then starting to ease up by thursday afternoon clearing out in time for the weekend from the storm team three weather lab i'm ktc meteorologist daniel phillips on news talk 96.5 kpal this report is sponsored by Family Dollar. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, taking a look at what's happening with our traffic. Okay, if you want to go I-49 north from I-10, yes, you can do that. So the northbound lanes are open of I-49 now, but the southbound lanes do remain closed. There was a tanker that flipped over this morning, so there is that situation that is still ongoing for the southbound lanes. So again, I-49 southbound, Gloria switch there. Those lanes still closed southbound. And hopefully, next couple of hours, it'll all be. Need to hire quality candidates fast? You need Indeed. Their powerful hiring platform helps you attract, interview, and hire candidates all in one place. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Our salute to America brought to you by Jim Olivier's Home Improvement and Roofing, Louisiana. To honor America and perform our national anthem, please welcome four-time Grammy-nominated country sensation with the voice of an angel, Mickey Guyton.
Markets coming up now on 721 on Acadiana's Morning News. Bernadette Lee, Ian Ozan joining us this morning. We are here. Okay, so let's talk. Some people just actually, they tune in only at 715 or 720 as they're jumping in the car to head to work. So earlier this morning, uh, there was a tanker truck that ended up flipping over. That happened at about one o'clock this morning. And then so both, uh, you know, I-49 southbound and northbound were closed. Now it is just I-49 Gloria Switch southbound that is closed at this time. So northbound, you're going to be fine. Those lanes are open. But as you were pointing out a little bit earlier, Ian, about six hours into this uh, so far. So hopefully, my goodness, they'll get the southbound lanes open too. But it could still be uh, a while. It could be a while as well, and that's the thing with this. If you're headed southbound, don't take any chances with this. Just get off at exit 7 if you're coming from Opelousas. If you're coming from far, uh, farther south than, say, the Cairncore exit, exit 4, take the Gloria Switch corridor. Take Gloria Switch down to Moss Street. Take Moss into the heart of Lafayette. And then from there, you can get on the Evangeline Thruway or navigate your way through the rest of Lafayette. So uh, there are other ways. Again, we mentioned LA 182, North University. And for those of you who are coming farther south than Karen Crow, Gloria Switch and Moss Street are another option to get you where you need to go. Yep, just be aware of that. And also West Gloria Switch between Lewis Arsenault and Mount Pillier, there's a little fender bender in that area too. So what a mess traffic-wise this morning. My goodness. Yeah, and the good news is for those who are coming off of I-49, that that little incident between Louis Arsenault and uh, Mount Pillier, that is going back towards Karen Crow and Austin. So if you're getting off the interstate going southbound to get to Moss, that's not going to affect you. Good to know on that one. So I was uh, taking a look at some of the headlines this morning. So a military plane carrying enough specialty infant formula for more than half a million baby bottles ended up arriving in Indianapolis yesterday. Now, it is the first of several flights that they are expecting from Europe aimed at relieving the shortage. I can only imagine how tough it must be, especially if it's a particular brand. You know, not all kids are like, oh, okay, any brand is okay. Some kids have allergies. Some have, you know, some sort of, you know, stomach tendencies where one formula might be better for them than another. So it's got to be so annoying for parents to be able to be on the lookout, try to get your neighbors and friends and family to help you to be on the lookout. And I can't even imagine what it must be like to try to round it up and then to pay for it because it's super expensive. Yeah, it certainly is expensive, but it also brings up another question. Why are there so few baby uh, formula manufacturers in the United States? The three largest manufacturers control 90% of the United States market. So I'm wondering if this is one of these cases where American ingenuity may come through in the future to prevent this from happening. Will somebody else step up, enter that market, and try to make a dent there? And again, this is the thing. Abbott gets shut down because of the issues of possible contamination in their supply chain or in the, the chain to manufacture the formula. Mm-hmm. And it causes this huge effect. Yeah. What are we as a country going to do about it? This isn't necessarily a place where what is government going to do? But what are we as American uh, Americans and living up to that American dream of ingenuity and entrepreneurship, how are we going to prevent this from happening again? Will anybody step up to prevent this from happening again? I guess it kind of depends on the cost of, of all of it. 
um, as I was reading some of the uh, different stories that have been written over the last, gosh, I guess six weeks or so, talking about some of it, I gather based on some of the needs of actually putting together the formula and making these things, it can be pretty expensive. I know that might be part of it uh, as far as the other factors. Now that I, I don't know. Um, then you have to consider, um, what was it? Abbott was uh, the, the folks that had the problem with Correct. the uh, cleanliness situation. So then you have to kind of factor in the safety side of it too. Um, yeah, we just need more people who are willing to, to put the formula together. So God, but it's still going to be expensive too. That's another thing. It's just tough. And the interesting thing with this is, and I'm reading an article about this right now, an article that came out over the weekend. Apparently, a former employee, a former Abbott employee, uh, filed, a, filed a report, a whistleblower report, that's now made its way to Congress. And now uh, members of Congress are urging the Federal Trade Commission to conduct a broad study, not only of what's going on in Abbott, but also of the infant formula industry as a whole mm. to find out if market consolidation has led to the shortages that we're seeing now. Yeah. It is a uh, a fascinating part of it, and yeah. it's so different, um, I guess, than than you know years ago, forty or fifty years ago, and uh, not having experience in that, I only saw sisters with babies, you know, um, and what they had to do. But I really, again, feel so sorry for the kids that have the you know the the allergies, because then if you've got to have one a special kind of formula, you know, that is hypoallergenic and that's the one that your child doesn't have distress with um I, I guess it is kind of setting up these networks you know people if they see it they buy it kind of thing but man and that's the thing you see Biden right now we're seeing an issue with inflation we're seeing in some places an issue of shrinkflation where the the costs are going up but you're also getting less of the product mm -hmm. for the increased cost mm -hmm. and I'm wondering if we're going to see that once Abbott gets back online, if we're going to see that shrinkflation where, okay, we're getting back online, but when the product returns, are you going to get less of it for the increased cost caused by yeah, inflation? I bet probably. I bet that'll be part of it. I would have no doubt uh, about that. Oof, what a mess. Yeah, the what question I have mess. here is I, because I don't have any kids, uh, and that may be best for the world that I have no kids. <laughs> but uh, but the, the question I have is, in the, in the days before formula, let's go back to mm -hmm. the, the 60s, uh, mm -hmm. maybe a little bit before that. For those listeners out there who remember life before formula, before mass-produced formula, what did your parents do? What happened? I mean, Because I, I I'm wondering if some of milk. that would work today. I just had I just had regular milk. I didn't have any kind of allergies, though, you know. So I just remember it being regular milk because I remember, you know, from the time that I could remember, you know, just little visions of of different things. But I don't know about the rest of it. And if you did have allergies, what did your parents do? Right. And we've seen people or at least I've seen people post on Facebook pictures of cars their doctors allegedly gave to their parents saying use this mixture to feed your kid uh, a formula mixture which used some common household items mm -hmm. things you would find in your kitchen so i'm but the other reports say well don't you don't do that because it's not necessarily the safest thing for your baby but my thought is if these formula mixes from the 50s and 60s worked then why can't they work now uh, yeah, I don't know. so i'm wondering if there is a way around this where parents could help themselves uh even a little bit 
by using some of these older methods, some of these methods that seem like they were that seem like they're stuck in another generation, but maybe could actually be of benefit now. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming a lot of parents have already asked the, that very question, you know, of their pediatricians, you know, what is available and, and what could I maybe, you know, concoct at home, a dry milk mix? Is it this? Is it that? Um, I would assume well, there have been volumes of telephone calls to pediatricians. I would imagine. Yeah, if anybody has an answer, 337-232-1542. Shoot us a message through the KPL mobile app. You can even call us there. But that's something that, that for me is awfully interesting. What exactly should parents do in a situation like this? If you're a doctor, if you're a parent, uh, let us know. It is coming up now on 729. Got news on the way. This is your number one news, weather, and traffic source in Acadiana. This is News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at Matthew-James.com. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. It's 7.31 in the morning, 70 on the back porch. Parts, uh, points north of Lafayette, a little bit cooler. Opelousas at 67. Youngsville and Point South, a tad bit warmer, ranging in the 70 to 71 range right now. Daniel Phillips says we'll get up to 88 today with a 20% chance of showers. Full look at the forecast coming up in just a little bit for News Talk 96.5 KPEL. I'm Ian Ozan. We start with that crash on I-49 near Pont de Mouton Road. Some good news for travelers who are headed northbound. Bernie, a DOTD with the update about a half an hour ago, correct? Yep, that's right. So you can go I-49 northbound now, and I-49 northbound is fine, but I-49 southbound right there at Gloria Switch, those lanes still closed, according to DOTD. For those of you headed southbound trying to avoid that crash, make sure you take LA-182 going southbound through Karen Crow. If you're coming from point south of exit 4, take the Gloria Switch exit, hook a left, go towards Moss Street, then down Moss, and you can hook back towards the Evangeline Thruway. So why is I-49 closed right now? Because of a crash at 1 this morning, an 18-wheeler carrying gasoline flipped. That forced officials to close the interstate. The road will be closed until crews can transfer the gasoline to another truck and clear that scene. They said it could take 8 to 10 hours. Right now, we're in hour number 6, so you're looking at about another 2 to 4 hours, if not more, to get the job done. Staying in Lafayette, a 14-year-old boy is facing a second-degree murder charge in the shooting death of a 16-year-old girl. It happened Sunday evening around 6.30 on East Willow near Louisiana Avenue. Lafayette police say the two teens were sitting in a car when the 14-year-old fired a gun, wounding the 16-year-old in the chest. The victim later died at the hospital. Lafayette Consolidated Government is firing another salvo in its lawsuit against the St. La- Martin Parish government. That lawsuit surrounds LCG's removal of spoil banks along the Vermilion River on property it owns in St. Martin Parish. According to a revised complaint filed in federal court late Thursday, LCG claims St. Martin Parish passed the ordinance to prevent spoil bank removals, specifically to stop the LCG work. The revised complaint also claims the St. Martin Parish ordinance is unconstitutional. Attorneys representing the St. Martin Parish government say the lawsuit has no merit and should be dismissed. Staying in the Lafayette Federal Courthouse, a judge has granted a motion to stop the Centers for Disease Control from lifting Title 42. That policy allowed the U.S. to expedite deportations because of COVID-19 concerns. Republican attorneys general sued to stop the rule from sunsetting. 
They and some Democrats are worried about the federal government's ability to handle an influx of asylum seekers at the border once the rule is lifted. State police are investigating two deadly crashes that happened over the weekend. First in Acadia Parish, charges are pending in a crash that killed a Eunice woman. It happened around 4.30 Saturday afternoon on LA-13 near Maxi. Troopers say Karen Bollock died when another car crossed the center line and hit her. Troopers say the driver of that other car had gone off the road and overcorrected, causing her to spin into Bollock's path. The second driver is in the hospital in critical condition. The other crash happened around 1 o'clock Sunday morning in Iberia Parish. Troopers say Donovar Yancey of Abbeville ran off Highway 90 Service Road in a curve near Dornell Road. According to troopers, Yancey's car flipped and landed on its roof in the middle of Darnell Road. Yancey died at the scene. Staying in Iberia Parish, officials are urging people to watch what they put in or near drainage ditches. This after crews cleaned out culverts over the weekend ahead of hurricane season. According to pictures posted online by Parish President Larry Richard, crews pulled buckets, flower pots, steel barrels, and spools of wire, among other objects, from those culverts. Those items could have created a flood hazard for residents in the parish. Back in Lafayette, LCG has released its plans for bike paths across the parish. Construction on the first phase of the project is set to begin next year. We have the full plan and maps at kpel965.com and the KPL app. In Jeff Davis Parish, a burn ban is in effect. Dry conditions force the police jury to issue that order. Residents should contact their local fire departments if they have questions. In state news, one person is dead, two others in the hospital after a shooting at the Gonzalez Waffle House. It happened early Saturday morning. One of the victims still in the hospital is a juvenile. The case remains under investigation. A Baton Rouge dentist is dead after a boat crash on False River. The crash happened Friday night around 1030. Authorities pulled the body of Kenneth St. Romain from the water around 9 o'clock Sunday morning. Two others were thrown from the boat during the crash, but they survived. In the state legislature, a Senate committee will take up the so-called constitutional carry bill tomorrow. That bill would allow Louisiana residents to carry concealed guns without the need of a permit. The bill cleared the House by a 64-27 vote. Representative Danny McCormick of Oil City is the sponsor of that bill. He says he expects the Senate to approve it as well. This is a very popular bill in Louisiana. Every state that touches Louisiana has it. Louisiana is the only one in this area that doesn't have it. I think 26 states in the nation have constitutional carry. The legislature approved the bill last year, but Governor John Bell Edwards vetoed it. An attempt to override that veto failed. Speaking of Governor Edwards, lawmakers have sent a budget bill to his desk. The bill includes money for both early childhood education and for the state's colleges and universities. Kevin Gallagher will have reaction from the state's higher education leaders in just a moment. But first, David Grubb explains how the budget will help early childhood education. So this is the largest single investment in the state of Louisiana in young children ever. Libby Sonia, executive director of the Louisiana Policy Institute for Children, says there are far too many kids starting their school years already behind. We have 60% of our kindergartners right now not ready to learn. And when we have increased investments in early care and education, we can set our little people up for a smart start. The money will go towards child care assistance for low-income families, supporting the state's LA4 program, and providing matching grants to encourage districts to invest in pre-K. I'm David Grubb. University of Louisiana System President Jim Henderson says he's happy with what lawmakers have done. The legislature did 
some amazing work on crafting this budget. He says the budget architects at the Capitol really filled out the higher ed wish list. What they invested in this year was faculty salaries and a great deal, maybe once in a lifetime, investment in some infrastructure needs. He says the funding will help them be competitive, recruit good instructors and students, and even expand some programs. And he says the funding is sustainable for the future. I'm Kevin Gallagher. In sports, the Louisiana Ragin' Cajun softball team season is over. It comes to an end in the NCAA regionals. The Cajuns fell to Auburn Friday night in the opening game, 4-3, to before they bounced back on Saturday. They beat UNC Wilmington 3-1 to in 11 innings, and Auburn 4-3 to on Saturday. Clemson knocked the Cajuns out of the tournament on Sunday with an 8-0 victory in the regional championship game. Louisiana season ends with a 47-13 record. Seven freshmen on the field this year, and the Cajuns able to win a Sunbelt regular season title, the conference tournament, and make it to the regional championship. Congratulations to the Raging Cajuns, to the three seniors, Ari Quinones, Melissa Mayu, and Reina O'Neill. Thank you for everything you've done for the program. Raging Cajuns baseball ends its regular season on a high note by taking two of three from Little Rock. The Cajuns lost on Thursday two to nothing before bouncing back to get wins on Saturday and Sunday, ten to four and nine to three respectively. The Cajuns open Sunbelt Tournament play on Wednesday against South Alabama. By the way, those of you who want to go to the Sunbelt Tournament, it's in Montgomery, Alabama this year. Nobody won any of the big lottery jackpots over the weekend. Powerball tonight, $125 million. Mega Millions tomorrow, $143 million. Lotto on Wednesday, $1,675,000. The Easy Five at $120,000. Maybe you will get lucky this weekend, or this week, I should say. And finally, Bernie, you've heard of Take Your Child to Work Day, right? Well, sure. That's so commonplace right now. They, yeah. That, there's nothing strange about that. But take your kangaroo to work day. Okay. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. Okay. Is this like popular, what, in New Zealand, Australia? What's going on with this? Well, it, maybe we were not uh, careful enough with our wording. It wasn't exactly take your kangaroo to work oh. day. It was more like kangaroo wants to go to work day. Okay. Very enthusiastic well, kangaroo. Well, in fact, uh-huh. maybe we, we actually were right oh. unintentionally with take uh, with uh, take your kangaroo to work day because animal wor- workers or animal rescuers were called to a warehouse office in Australia. Someone uh, went into his office, one of the workers there went into his office uh, to look for a customer's order and found himself face to face with a kangaroo. <laughs> okay. Now, here's the thing. The kangaroo took her kangaroo to work day because there was a joey in her pouch. Oh, gotcha. So okay. that's where it's take your kangaroo to work day. Uh, apparently, the uh, the kangaroo was quite friendly. In fact, the man said, quote, I gave it some water, some bread. It was actually coming up to me. So it was uh-huh. quite friendly, quite calm. And then it started coming into the showroom, just walking around customers. <laughs> uh, that's even funnier. Can you imagine how you'd feel if that happens? <laughs> well, here, but wait, there's more. Oh, goody. As our okay. friend Ron Popeil would say. Yeah. So the animal rescuer showed up as the kangaroo was doing its best uh, uh, salesman impersonation. And when the rescuers got there, the kangaroo was not happy. The kangaroo was mm. quite uh, fine with its new place of employment, mm-hmm. was uh, enjoying interacting with the customers and his new co-workers. So much so that when rescuers tried to escort the kangaroo out, it kicked at them. Ooh, yeah, that must have been. Did anybody get hurt, though? Nobody got hurt. Uh, the mother and the joey were uh, eventually taken out and and released into the wild. But the kangaroos apparently get quite defensive when cornered by rescuers or other people. I'm guessing probably, huh? So there you go. Uh, Kangaroo, take your kangaroo to work day. It, you know, that might be.
for Home Furniture, the proud sponsors of this newscast, mm-hmm. they may have to do that at some point. Get a kangaroo, <laughs> walk around the showroom, and uh, and let it. Uh, I, I'm sure our friends over there, Darren Spell, he sold me my my mattress, my sofa, and a bunch of other things. I, I'm sure Darren would love to have a kangaroo co-worker, if only for a day. Yeah. <laughs> that person could hop to it. You know, get lunch, (laughs) go take care of the paperwork, hop on over to greet the customers. I like it, Ian. Your news update is brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. They have over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock. Take a look at homefern.com. A quiet start today to what is ultimately going to be a fairly unsettled week. We've actually got pretty decent rain chances starting tomorrow and kind of going through the middle part of the week. Actually clears out just in time for the weekend, which will be fairly nice. And we can try and put a dent in this drought that we've found ourselves in over the last couple of months. Now, for today, we've got clouds out there this morning. So gradually see the skies clearing out, though. We'll get a little more sunshine by the later parts of the afternoon. Winds today from the north at 5 to 10 miles an hour. Maybe a pop-up shower or th- Thunderstorm late on today, 20 to 30% rain chances overnight. Tonight will be in the 70s. And then for tomorrow, mostly cloudy skies, showers and thunderstorms firing up in the afternoon. Could last on through into the evening. A wetter day then coming up on Wednesday. Maybe a couple strong thunderstorms in the mix for the midweek. And then starting to ease up by Thursday afternoon. Clearing out in time for the weekend. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPAL. This report is sponsored by Family Dollar. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. So much earlier this morning, a tanker truck overturned on I-49 at Ponte Muta. And so that situation still means the closure of the southbound lanes on I-49. The northbound lanes are open now, but the southbound lanes, I-49 southbound, Right at Ponte Mucha, those lanes of traffic southbound are still closed. Got a fender bender, South Richfield Road. It is at 3rd Street in Dusan. That's South Richfield Road at 3rd Street in Dusan. Little fender bender was reported earlier on West Gloria Switch between Lewis Arsenault and Mount Pelier. That's West Gloria between Lewis Arsenault and Mount Pelier and Heidi Circle near Elmira. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. I will try not to sing out of key. Oh, baby, how It is coming up now in 746 on Acadiana's Morning News. Hello, Monday morning. Bernadette Lee with you, Ian Ozan joining us, and Chris Babin with the Better Business Bureau of Acadiana. Yes. Good morning. Good morning, Chris. We Good always, morning, always get by with a little help from our friends, and thank goodness the Acadiana community is always willing to, to help one another. They um, are. You guys do a, a great job of helping to uh, really coordinate and facilitate, in particular with the Scam Tracker which allows people to see what's going on in our area. Yeah, yeah, we, we appreciate that. You know, one of our goals is, um, you know, just to help consumers find reputable businesses, not lose money to scams. And um, everything's costing a little bit more these days, mm. so the dollar's not going quite as far. We definitely don't want to lose the dollars we do have oh, boy, no, to scammers huh? just trying to take advantage of us, right? So our scam tracker online on BBB.org allows consumers 
to go online and report to us what they've been experiencing. Um, this morning's scam for the week is uh, coming out of the 70501 postal code. So okay. Right here in the center of Lafayette. Yeah. And uh, this gentleman let us know that he got a, a message on Facebook from a friend, which will air quote the friend, right? right. Because uh, long story short, that friend's Facebook had um, gotten hacked mm. and that account was messaging all of the friends of that account, right? Mm. And this gentleman reported to us that he lost $100 because they included a link there for to go to this person's uh, cash app and send them $100 that they were going to invest in cryptocurrency for them. Apparently, the message said something similar to, you know, I've uh, I've been doing a lot of research and, and I'm, I'm doing pretty well making money on cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and different things. Send me $100 and I can turn it around for you. Well, of course, you know, he did send the money and realized mm-hmm. that uh, when he contacted his friend, I think in a couple of days following that, that it wasn't actually his friend. It was just his account. And, you know, his password had somehow gotten compromised and, and somebody, scammer, got in there and messaged friends, no telling how many people they did this to and how many people paid him. You know, but it's unfortunate when, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a tool that we have mainly to be able to keep, you know, tabs on our friends and, and stay in touch with each other on a social network turns into the the means that scammers are using to to scam us you know the minute you say oh that couldn't happen to me that's that's when you let your guard down and you know you kind of in conversation back and forth you know it could be very easy to do this right you know i'm so glad that this person in the 70501 said hey look this is what happened to me so just know and often you will see on facebook people posting yeah something has happened with my account obvious i was hacked that's right don't accept anything from me you know i've had uh, a family member of mine had their instagram account similarly hacked and she didn't realize it soon enough that they had already changed the phone number on the account so she ended up she still has not been this has been months she still has not been able to get back into the account because they changed the phone number for the verification code so she just created a new one Mm -hmm. um you know which is a is is a, a pain but a lot of her friends started messaging her, you know, text message and calling her saying, are you really trying to sell? Like Whatever all of a sudden there were all these posts of, of something for friends to, to get involved in and send money for. It's but heartbreaking. You raise a point there. And I know there are a lot of ways to do two-touch authentic- uh, authentication, whether it's through Twitter, for Facebook. All these social media sites give you ways to do the, two, uh, the two-step authentication. But in a situation like that, is it worth doing it knowing full well that if you give them your phone number and then you wind up allowing yourself to be hacked either by by punching in a password where you shouldn't, right. is it worth doing the two-step versus just being vigilant as to where you type in your password? You know, I think they both have their pros and cons, to be honest with you. The two-step authentication is something that we've you know, pushed for a long time now. But yeah, you're right. In this instance, it's like, well, when the phone number gets changed and obviously you don't have access to this new phone. Well, she can't get in the account, so she can't see the full phone number anyway. Mm -hmm. It's only showing her the last three or four or whatever. You know, can we text this number? And her number is completely gone. And that was the only, you know, thing that she had in place. Of course, contacting Instagram is not easy. You know, to get somebody on the phone. So, I mean, you raise a good point, Ian, definitely. You know, is it worth setting that up or is it worth just having, a you know, a very good password that's much harder for these people to hack? I guess you got to 
Pick your poison, as they say, right? Yeah. And the big thing with that is also knowing where you're typing in your password. Because I know someone who recently posted online that he was hacked after trying to use or trying to do the Oculus, which is Facebook's virtual reality uh, platform. And as he tried to enter a game room, it asked him for his password, not thinking he put it in. Mm -hmm. And then his account got hacked, and he only recently now got access back to that account. So what are some of the signs and some of the ways people can make sure that when they're logging in, it's legitimate and not uh, a phishing scheme? Well, first and foremost, we'd say check the URL for the S on the end of HTTP. So it should should say, excuse me, HTTPS to show that it's a secure link, which just means everything's encrypted that passes through there. That way, if a scammer or whatever is somehow monitoring that, it doesn't slip through and allow them to, to interpret what you typed in. Um, also, the unsolicited communications. I'm fairly confident in this situation with the family member of mine that she had gotten an email saying that something happened with her account to please log in to look at it and that she did that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the password had gotten compromised. I don't think traditionally she had just put it in one day and it, it you know, so the unsolicited communications, the things that sound mm-hmm. a little bit sketchy, a lot of times are. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's two of the biggest things to look out for. And then, if you know, obviously, if you go into the library and you're on a computer, you know, just pay attention to where you are typing those things in because a lot of that information shared, if it's not your personal device, whether it's your cell phone or something at home, you know, even sometimes a work computer, depending on settings with the IT network and whatever else, you just really got to be, be careful about where you're sharing these passwords because there's so much information tied to those things. And that's the thing, and it can happen quickly. You can be distracted, you know, you got right. work, you've got your children, you're trying to maybe, I don't know, at home cooking dinner, then you get something via text message. I mean, it could happen in right. an instant before you even really have time to think it through. And the best part is that people are willing to talk about this stuff yeah. to the BBB because, you know, this person in the 70501 is now helping somebody else because they'll think twice about it when they see something. And everybody wants to help their friend out, right? Like yeah, they look at that uh, yeah. and that's something anybody would think, oh, okay, well, you know, let me go ahead and do this. Well, and then this one had to do with cryptocurrency, which is kind of an under understood, you know, industry and thing right now. There's a lot of, you know, misinformation out there. So it's hard to tell what's legitimate and what's not. Um, you can always go to BBB.org. If you go to BBB.org slash cryptocurrency, we have a whole bunch of tips if you're interested in information on that. Ooh, I think we just released. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We just released a, a pretty in-depth investigative study at the beginning of this year okay. um, about the cryptocurrency industry and what's going on with that, lack of regulation, and just some things to be on the lookout for. So go on BBB.org. You can find our scam tracker on there as well. Or you can give us a call at 337-981-3497. Chris, as always, it's um, just amazing these things that you're able to bring to us. Really, it is Friends Helping Friends and Acadiana with the help of BBB. Thank you. That's a great way to say it. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Chris. It is coming up now in 7.55 on Acadiana's Morning News. We will have some sunshine later today. A high temperature at 88. Yeah, it's pretty muggy. Want a financial consultant who sees things through your eyes? Talk to Jeff Gunnels, your local Charles Schwab branch leader at 337-265-4210. And and this is the Fox Business Report. S&P 500 futures are higher this morning after the index slipped briefly into bear market territory during Friday's session. Investors have been spooked about the possibility of a recession now that the Fed is raising interest rates to fight inflation, which is close to a 40-year high. 
Futures for the Dow and the NASDAQ 100 also rose. President Biden announced a trade deal with 12 Asian and Pacific Rim nations. It's aimed at countering China's economic power. Those nations, along with the U.S., represent 40% of the world's GDP. It would be a first for a major video game company in the U.S. The New York Times reports that 20 workers at a subsidiary of Activision will vote today on forming a union. Reportedly, workers there complain about long hours. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Roger Stern, invested in you. After 9-11, Ben Harrow couldn't wait to enlist in the Army. But in Afghanistan, Ben stepped on an IED while leading an anti-terrorism mission. Ben survived but lost both of his legs above the knee, two fingers, and sustained injuries to his right forearm. Ben now lives in a smart home from the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which gave him back his independence despite his severe physical challenges. Help heroes like Ben. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. Breaking news, traffic troubles as they happen, and your Acadiana forecast, just one tap away on the free KPL News app. Download it today in the App Store and Google Play. You're listening to American Ground Radio's Morning Minute. For the 10th day in a row, gas prices in America hit an all-time high and are now above $4 a gallon in every single state. I mean, this Biden administration, I mean, they're actively sabotaging our energy production, our pipelines, our refineries, all while blaming everyone else for the damage they are doing. They blame Putin, Trump, the oil companies themselves, and now the Biden administration would rather import Venezuelan oil than allow more drilling in this country. I'm telling you, the left won't stop until what little is left of our oil and gas industry just won't ever be able to recover. American Ground Radio, where building a better America begins with building a better us. Return each weeknight from 9 to 10 p.m. with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Fox. On News Talk 96.5 KPEL. And streaming live at KPEL96.5.com. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. China is not happy with President Biden. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, angry over what he said while in Japan when asked if China attacks Taiwan like Russia did Ukraine. Are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan? Taiwan? And the president said yes. The idea that, that it could be taken by force, just taken by force, is just not, is just not appropriate. It will dislocate the entire region. Which led to a clarification a short time later. Yeah, the White House is claiming the president did not announce a policy shift, but everything that we witnessed shows that it was. For years, the U.S. has supported Taiwan defending itself and supported help for that, but we've kept it pretty vague about whether the U.S. would send its military to help Taiwan in the event of an invasion. Fox's Jackie Heinrich in Tokyo. The president also said a recession in the U.S. is not inevitable. But it's going to take some time for gas prices to come down at another record high today. COVID cases have risen five weeks in a row in the U.S. And Pfizer is now submitting data to the FDA showing smaller doses of its COVID vaccine are effective for kids younger than five years old, hoping for approval. Pfizer's vaccine's already being given to people five and older. There may be a third case of monkeypox in the U.S. Florida's health department says one person from the Fort Lauderdale area very likely has monkeypox. The patient is isolating. 
but is showing telltale symptoms of the disease. Contact tracing is underway, but health officials say this patient's illness is certainly related to recent international travel. Fox's Eben Brown. Monkeypox typically is limited to Africa, not easily spread person to person, but the World Health Organization says this outbreak of rare cases from the U.S. to Canada to Europe to Australia may have been sexually transmitted between men. A Russian soldier who admitted killing a Ukrainian civilian saying he was following orders was sentenced to life in prison the day at the first war crimes trial. As Ukraine's president urges government and corporate leaders to put maximum sanctions on Russia. America's listening to Fox News. Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because our Sleep Number 360 smart bed is really smart. It senses your movement and automatically adjusts to help keep you both comfortable. It's even smart enough to know exactly how long, how well, and when you slept. And to help you get almost 30 minutes more restful sleep per night. Sleep Number takes care of the science. All you have to do is sleep. Save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed Queen, now only $19.99. Plus special financing ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. You know, every three seconds, there is a new victim of identity theft. A criminal could be applying for loans in your name, selling your personal information on the dark web. Now, protecting your identity can be very easy thanks to LifeLock by Norton. No one company can prevent all identity theft or monitor every transaction of every business. But LifeLock, it's simple and easy to protect yourself. And you'll save up to 25% off your first year when you go to LifeLock.com or call 1-800-LIFELOCK. Just use the promo code Hannity. While on his Asia trip, President Biden signed the bill Congress approved last week, providing another $40 billion in aid to Ukraine. This week, the Senate turns a focus on domestic terror. Following the recent supermarket shooting in Buffalo, New York, the accused gunman is white. Most of the victims, 10 dead and three wounded, were black. The bill would create new offices in the Departments of Justice and Homeland Security to monitor and analyze domestic terror threats. Democrats said the proposal increases intelligence sharing among different agencies. Opponents raised civil liberty and surveillance concerns. The House approved the bill last week on a mostly party line vote, but previous votes on similar legislation in the Senate have failed to win the 60 supporters necessary to break a filibuster. In Washington, Jared Halpern, Fox News. On Wall Street, rising futures suggest stocks could go up to start a potential rebound from eight straight losing weeks for the Dow. In the NBA playoffs, the Golden State Warriors now just one win away from going to the finals, beating Dallas 109-100 to to take a 3-0 series lead. It's the offseason in the NFL, but there is something new this week. With owners and executives now in Atlanta, the NFL is hosting its inaugural coach and front office accelerator program running today through tomorrow. This program will convene more than 60 diverse head coach and general manager prospects from all 32 teams, including Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. The accelerator program will provide senior women and minority prospects with leadership development sessions with football operations experts, as well as having some time to network directly with club owners. The effort is designed to continue building a diverse hiring pipeline for future head coach and GM positions throughout the NFL. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. Tennis is French Open is underway, the second major tournament of the year. Novak Djokovic plays later today. He was banned from the Australian Open for not being vaccinated against COVID. And this all the day after golf's second men's major, Justin Thomas won the PGA Championship, beating Will Zalatoris in a playoff. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center.
It is 8.05 in the morning, 71 degrees across Acadiana right now. We are looking at a 20% chance of rain today and highs of around 88. A full look at the forecast coming up in just a few minutes. For News Talk 96.5 KPEL, I'm Ian Ozan. We start with that breaking story in Lafayette. I-49 South is closed at the Pont de Mouton exit after a crash involving a tanker truck carrying gasoline. Those of you who were with us earlier this morning and missed the updates, Bernie, uh, some good news for travelers along 49. If you're headed northbound, you can get through now, correct? Yes, you certainly can. You can get northbound, so that is great news. And as far as the left lane of I-49 southbound, the left lane is still blocked, and so you've got that situation still, I-49 at Gloria Switch. Looking at the map. Excuse me, Ponda Mouton. I apologize. I said the wrong wrong place. You're all right. And looking at the map, it's finally updated now. It's finally reflecting that the left lane is open because a little while ago it was showing that it was still completely blocked. But uh, Are it's they showing- both open now? Uh, it's showing the traffic is moving slowly, which means at least one lane is open. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it says left lane blocked. So one lane is still blocked. Uh, traffic is passing through and slowly. And if you look at the ma- the rest of the map, um, if you look, well, now it's cleared up along the Gloria Switch and Moss Street corridors. That was showing is uh, as slow-moving traffic a little while ago. But if you look at LA-182 through Karen Crow from Veterans Drive all the way down to Pondy Mouton, it is a solid red line with the areas in the heart of Karen Crow Maroon, which means traffic is moving as slowly as it can without being stopped. So those of you who are taking detour routes, give yourself some time. If you're braving I-49 near the Pont de Mouton uh, exit, uh, give yourself enough time to get through there. Yes, one lane is open, but traffic is still moving slowly in that area. So why is traffic a mess right now? That's because a truck carrying gasoline flipped this morning in a crash uh, with another vehicle. DOTD said it could take 8 to 10 hours to offload that gasoline to another truck or possibly longer, but based on what we're seeing right now, that timetable is holding true. Staying in Lafayette, a 14-year-old boy is facing a second-degree murder charge in the shooting death of a 16-year-old girl. It happened Sunday night around 6.30 on East Willow near Louisiana Avenue. Lafayette police say the two teens were sitting in a car when the 14-year-old fired a gun, wounding the 16-year-old in the chest. The victim later died at the hospital. Lafayette Consolidated Government is firing another salvo in its lawsuit against the St. Martin Parish government. That lawsuit surrounds LCG's removal of spoil banks along the Vermilion River on the property it owns in St. Martin Parish. According to a revised complaint filed in federal court late Thursday, LCG claims St. Martin Parish passed an ordinance to prevent spoil bank removal specifically to stop LCG's work. The revised complaint also claims the St. Martin Parish ordinance is unconstitutional. Attorneys representing the St. Martin Parish government say the lawsuit has no merit and should be dismissed. Staying at the Lafayette Federal Courthouse, a judge has granted a motion to stop the Centers for Disease Control from lifting Title 42. That policy allowed the U.S. to expedite deportations because of COVID-19 concerns. Republican attorneys general sued to stop the ruling from sunsetting. They and some Democrats are worried about the federal government's ability to handle the influx of asylum seekers they expect at the border once the rule is lifted. State police are investigating two deadly crashes that happened over the weekend. The first one in Acadia Parish. Charges are pending in that crash, which killed a Eunice woman. It happened around 4.30 Saturday afternoon on LA-13 near Maxi. Troopers say Karen Bollock died when another car crossed the center line and hit her. Troopers say the driver of the other car had gone off the road and overcorrected, causing her to spin into Bollock's path. The second driver is in the hospital in critical condition. 
The other crash happened around 1 o'clock Sunday morning in Iberia Parish. Troopers say none of our Yancey ran off high, the Highway 90 service road in a curve and wound up flipping. The car landed on its roof in the middle of Darnell Road. Yancey died at the scene. Staying in Iberia Parish, officials are urging people to watch what they put in or near drainage ditches. This after crews cleaned out culverts over the weekend ahead of hurricane season. According to pictures posted online by Parish President Larry Richard, crews pulled buckets, flower pots, steel barrels, spools of wire, and other objects from the culverts. Those items could have created a flood hazard for residents living in Iberia Parish. In Jeff Davis Parish, a burn ban is in effect. Dry conditions force the police jury to issue the order. The residents should contact their local fire departments if they have questions. Back in Lafayette, LCG has released its plans for bike paths across the parish. Construction on the first phase of the project is set to begin next year. We have the full plan and maps at kpel965.com and the KPL app. In state news, one person is dead. Two people are in the hospital after a shooting at the Gonzalez Waffle House. It happened early Saturday morning. One of the victims is still in the hospital and is a juvenile. The case remains under investigation. A Baton Rouge dentist is dead after a boat crash on False River. That crash happened Friday night around 10.30. Authorities pulled the body of Kenneth St. Romain from the water around 9 o'clock Sunday morning. Two others were thrown from the boat during the crash, but they survived. In the legislature, a Senate committee will take up the so-called constitutional carry bill tomorrow. That bill would allow Louisiana residents to carry concealed guns without the need for a permit or training. The bill has already cleared the House. 64-27 was the vote there. Bill sponsor Danny McCormick of Oil City says he expects the Senate to approve his bill too. This is a very popular bill in Louisiana. Every state that touches Louisiana has it. Louisiana is the only one in this area that doesn't have it. I think 26 states in the nation have constitutional carry. Last year, the legislature approved the bill. Governor Edwards vetoed it. Lawmakers tried to override the veto, but they failed. Speaking of Governor Edwards, he now has a budget bill on his desk. Lawmakers approved that bill last week. It includes money for both early childhood education and the state's colleges and universities. Kevin Gallagher will have reaction from the state's higher ed leaders in just a minute. But first, David Grubb explains how the budget will help early childhood education. So this is the largest single investment in the state of Louisiana in young children ever. Libby Sonia, executive director of the Louisiana Policy Institute for Children, says there are far too many kids starting their school years already behind. We have 60% of our kindergartners right now not ready to learn. And when we have increased investments in early care and education, we can set our little people up for a smart start. The money will go towards child care assistance for low-income families, supporting the state's LA4 program, and providing matching grants to encourage districts to invest in pre-K. I'm David Grubb. University of Louisiana System President Jim Henderson says he's happy with what lawmakers have done. The legislature did some amazing work on crafting this budget. He says the budget architects at the Capitol really filled out the higher ed wish list. What they invested in this year was faculty salaries and a great deal, maybe once in a lifetime, investment in some infrastructure needs. He says the funding will help them be competitive, recruit good instructors and students, and even expand some programs. And he says the funding is sustainable for the future. I'm Kevin Gallagher. In sports, the Louisiana Ragin' Cajun softball team season is over. It comes to an end at the NCAA Regionals. The Cajuns lost to Auburn in the first night's games. 4-3 to three was the score of that contest. They bounced back on Saturday to beat UNC Wilmington 3-1 to one in 11 innings. And Auburn 4-3 to three on Saturday. Clemson knocked off the Cajuns with an 8-0 victory in the regional championship game. Louisiana season ends with a 47-13 record. Five members of the team named to the all-regional squad. Melissa Mayu, the Sunbelt Conference Player of the Year, and really and truly 
uh, over exceeding people's expectations considering the core of the team consisted of seven freshmen. Well done, Louisiana. Raging Cajuns baseball ends their regular season on a high note by taking two of three from Little Rock. The Cajuns lost on Thursday 2 to nothing, but they bounced back, getting the win on Friday 10 to 4, and again on Saturday 9 to 3. Louisiana will open Sunbelt tournament play on Wednesday against South Alabama tournament in Montgomery for those of you interested in driving over. Nobody won the big lottery jackpots over the weekend. Powerball at 125 million, Mega Millions at 143 million. Lotto $1,675,000,000 on Wednesday, Easy 5 on Wednesday at $120,000. Quick look at the mailbag. John Dozat uh, chiming in about uh, the topic at hand during this week's uh, Scam Watchers. He said, if you get a friend request on Facebook from somebody you're already friends with, suspect hacking. Mm-hmm. And he is absolutely right about that. So uh, that is uh, certainly uh, some good uh, information. Also good information is that you really... Uh, that age is not a number. You can do anything you want, no matter how old you are. Case That's in point, mm-hmm. May Beal. Okay. She had a long career as a licensed practical nurse. Okay. She returned to school to get her degree in business management. And she recently obtained that degree from the University of Maryland Global Campus. She did it because she wanted to grow her event planning business. And it was something that she had been putting off forever because, well, she had a career. So Ms. Beal walked across the stage on Wednesday to accept her diploma. Oh. By the way, Ms. Beal is 82 years old. Oh, that's so awesome. That's so great. She returned to school in her late 70s, got her uh, business management degree, and now, well, she's going to uh, continue working except in a different field. No more LPN. Now she's going to be working on her own business. That's really awesome. What a great, great story. And you know, she doesn't look, uh, she doesn't look a day over 50. May Beal uh, for 82. I, I, <laughs> I don't know if she's using oil of Olay, but man, I, I need to start using what she's using. Yeah, obviously. I got to find out what her secrets are. Hmm. wonder if she has a Facebook account. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. But uh-huh. she's a bit of a celebrity right now, so you can Aww. find it. We missed it on Friday. What did it we was miss? O. Henry pun off day. Oh, we did miss it, didn't we? So we're gonna have to. We're going to have to make up for our our lack of puns and uh, and work <laughs> that in at some point this week. But it'll be very punny to do it. Yes, it will be punny to punny to do it. All right, boy, if I could speak properly. Me too. Me too. It's okay. It's Monday. Everybody's feeling Monday out there, don't you think? I think it's kind of yes, Monday. We all have a case of the Mondays. Yeah, yeah. Your news update brought to you by <laughs> Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding, welcome home. A quiet start today to what is ultimately going to be a fairly unsettled week. We've actually got pretty decent rain chances starting tomorrow and kind of going through the middle part of the week. Actually clears out just in time for the weekend, which will be fairly nice. And we can try and put a dent in this drought that we've found ourselves in over the last couple of months. Now, for today, we've got clouds out there this morning. So gradually see the skies clearing out, though. We'll get a little more sunshine by the later parts of the afternoon. Winds today from the north at 5 to 10 miles an hour. Maybe a pop-up shower thunderstorm late on today 20 to 30 percent rain chances overnight tonight will be in the 70s and then for tomorrow mostly cloudy skies showers and thunderstorms firing up in the afternoon could last on through into the evening a wetter day then coming up on wednesday maybe a couple strong thunderstorms in the mix for the midweek and then starting to ease up by thursday afternoon clearing out in time for the weekend 
from the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab. I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPAL. 71 degrees. We've got cloudy skies. All right. And weather brought to you by the folks over at Sleep Number. You know how you greatly increase how you feel during the week? It is getting a Sleep Number bed. Look, when you create a sleep pattern with a Sleep Number bed that aids you in figuring out what works best for your body, then all around, your sleep experience is going to be so much better. Why? Well, you get to decide your own sleep number setting. And that just refers to how like strong or how you know soft the mattress is. So you could have like a sleep number setting like mine, which is 60. So it's kind of mid-range. Or you could do 25, which is where the bed's going to cuddle you a little bit more. Some people have a sleep number setting at 90. So it's uh, pretty firm on the mattress side. Look, with the sleep number bed, there's so much technology in the bed. You even get a sleep IQ score every morning. So when you wake up in the morning, you're going to know, gosh, I was tossing and turning a lot. You can actually read the data and it'll tell you this is what's been going on in your sleep. That way, every night you can improve things. How do you get this? Well, you go to the sleep number store. They've still got their special. It's running right now, the Memorial Day sale. You save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. A queen bed's now only $19.99, plus they do special financing. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. You can check out sleepnumber.com. But look, you need to head on over to the store today. This is going to end today. So if you go to the Sleep Number store, right at the corner of Settler's Trace, and Ambassador Caffrey in the same shopping center as Whole Foods, you'll be able to check it all out for yourself. It will change everything about the way that you sleep. Decades of research, proven quality sleep. News Talk 96.5, KPL. Right now, traffic. We've got a stalled vehicle southwest of Angelin Thruway at Surrey. That's a stalled vehicle at the southwest of Angelin Thruway at Surrey. Now, speaking of... I-49 southbound. The left lane is still blocked at Pondamuta. That's I-49 southbound at Pondamuta. Left lane is still blocked. The right lane is open. Just be aware of that. A fender bender Johnston at Cajun Dome Boulevard. That's Johnston at Cajun Dome Boulevard. Please make sure you buckle up out there. Last trial. It is coming up now at 821 on Acadiana's Morning News. We've got cloudy skies and 71 degrees. But as Daniel was saying, we will see that sunshine a little bit later on today. Okay, and I'm kind of kind of interested. Uh, we got to spend some time at Shannon Hardware last week. Yes, we did. I thought you were seriously going to break the bank on all the things you wanted to put on your wish list. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that is a place that I had no idea I would enjoy as much as I did. And I'm glad that you talked some <laughs> sense into me and told me, no, you got some other things you need to do. Uh, oh, man, gosh. Though I, I will give the guy at the counter credit. He was trying to convince me to open up a tab there, <laughs> which would have been just as dangerous, if not more so dangerous. <laughs> Only with the fiance, though, right? I mean, that's a, that's a story you can have so much fun in and probably get in trouble in, right? After the bill, you know. Comes oh for God, yeah! And when list. you go there, if you're a big kid and you like lights, you we like are. wrenches, you like power tools, uh, hey, even if you want to go on a on a shopping spree to find the things to clean your home, um, maybe you want to use one of those big wrenches as a as a bench press. Oh my God, I could have. 
Oh, God, yeah. Okay, so we kind of joke about, I'm kind of, you know, weak, but I got that carpal tunnel thing. And so from time to time, Ian endures me wearing, and if you have carpal tunnel, you know, they, they look like these, uh, well, it looks like you have sprained wrists. That's what mm-hmm. the little bandage things look like. But it's it's nothing, you know, it's just to like make that little nerve in there relax. So it, you know, it just helps out or whatever. So from time to time, Ian has to deal with me actually like having those things on. And I look like some weird Darth Vader knockoff or something. But so I tried to pick up that giant wrench. And man, that sucker was heavy. Do you remember? Because we were looking up to see how much that thing weighed. About 20 pounds. Cool. Okay. So I am, I'm going to, I'm going to chalk it up to saying maybe it's the carpal tunnel. But I was like such a weakling. Ian walks over, walks straight over to it, one-handed and goes, oh, this is cool. Just lifted it up like nobody's business. I was very impressed, man. No. <laughs> Lifting all that heavy equipment going back and forth to ball games helps. <laughs> oh, I bet. Oh. So do you have any tips for us? Because you end up spending a lot of time traveling. So do you have any like particular things is there like one thing you bring from home all the time that makes it feel like home or, I mean, what are the secrets, Ian? Do you have like, you have one of those eye masks that you put on and when, when you go to sleep? No, I bring the CPAP with me. I, I don't leave home <laughs> without that. But seriously, uh, a TSA pre-check is a godsend. Worth it, huh? It is, it is worth every penny. Uh, <laughs> that's the, that's the one thing that I would, that I would do. If you don't have pre-check, especially if you're flying out of Lafayette Regional Airport early in the morning. Get there two hours ahead of time. Yes. I, I saw a friend of mine post online the other day, New Lafayette Airport, same Lafayette Airport passengers, which means people oh. were showing up 30 minutes before their flight thinking they could get through Oof. and getting PO'd when they uh, couldn't. Yeah. So remember, folks, if you are traveling, especially early in the morning, whether it's Lafayette or any other airport, you need to be there about two hours before. If you're flying out of any other airport, you need to give yourself an hour to 90 minutes. You're to right. get through security because yeah. the line, even uh, even flying out Thursday, mm-hmm. at uh, the flight left at about 7 o'clock. I got to the airport at 6 with TSA pre-check. That's enough time. Mm-hmm. But looking at the line for the regular security, it was backed up. And there was mm-hmm. one guy at the Delta counter asking, my fl- asking, is this is the line uh, moving quickly? Is it, this, is it going to be this backed up for a long time? My flight's in a half an hour. I looked and was like, Yep, it's been this bad for a long time. Yeah. And I don't know if the guy made his flight, but yeah. it's one of those things where you cannot chance it. So that's yep. the that's the biggest thing for me is not necessarily mm-hmm. taking anything from home, mm-hmm. though the CPAP helps. The biggest thing is knowing your game plan, getting to and from the airport. That's, that is the biggest uh, part of traveling for me. If I have that figured out, I know I'm going to be okay. Uh, it, it's just making sure that I'm giving myself the time with the TSA pre-check, making sure that making sure that I'm getting where I need to go at yep. the right time and and getting there with enough time to spare to relax. I, yeah. I hate rushing through airports. Me too. I really I don't enjoy that at all. I think it takes away from any trip, even if it's a business trip and you're already kind of in the in the business mode. You know, and it can be hit or miss because sometimes. You know, you do. You show up 90 minutes early and, oh, wow, you breeze through security. But then there are those other times and those are quite frequently where it just it's going to take you some time. And everybody thinks, oh, it's a Lafayette airport and it's not going to be that. Well, it that just it it does take time. Yeah.
It really does. Smaller airports, it is much worse than yep. that. And here's the other thing, and this is something I've had to do better lately. What, when buddy? you get off the plane yeah. and you go to baggage claim, if you have to stop, make sure that you pick up every bag that you have. Oh, no. Yikes. That that's it's happened to me once. It happened uh, when we mm-hmm. took the trip to Georgia Southern. I left my I left my bag at. Uh, I sat it down. I was on the phone. I thought I picked it up going mm-hmm. to the bus. Nope, left it there. Was waiting for me at the airport when I got back Sunday. Thankfully, mm. but make sure you do a proper inventory of everything when you leave. Well, you do uh, you do three inventories actually. The first inventory is when you go through security. When you take everything, when you put your bags on the thing, you take things out your pocket, pat down your pockets, and then do an inventory when you leave. Do I have all my bags? Do I have everything I put in this bucket? Your next inventory is when you arrive at your destination. All right. Or when you arrive and before you get off the plane, do I have my carry-on? Do I have everything I brought with me? Do I have my phone? Once you've confirmed that, you go. You go to baggage claim. Get what you get. And then you do it all over again. Do I have everything I left the house with? You are so right, man. Uh, that's such a great, great piece of advice. And Excellent. and that advice I give only because I've been yep. there. Been I there, forgot to do the too. inventory in March, mm-hmm. and I had to wear the same shirt and pants for three days straight. <laughs> it was not fun. I know. I, that was pretty amazing to soldier through like that. That was that was super nice. Oh, which reminds me, speaking of super nice, I want to thank Mark Bear. Oh, we got some crawfish from Bears this weekend. Oh, man, was that good. Oh, that's a good, fun, happy time kind of thing to do in Brobridge. Oh, that was some goodness. Uh, I'm sorry. Now I'm thinking about food. Don't hold it against me. Now, now you've got me hungry. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're thinking about crawfish, are you? Mm-hmm. I know what you're doing later today. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I'm brave enough to do that today, but uh, I, I may treat myself to something later on. Well, yes, possibly, yes. Well, it's probably because we have such a long list of stuff to do today. Well, right. There is that, but also uh, considering we missed National Pun Day, possibly. Ah, yes, indeed. Okay, so you're going to have to work on that pun, man. I'm just which, saying. Which, speaking of, that reminds me, one of the best Johnny Carson uh, punchlines from oh. one of his last few years online. <laughs> you heard about the woman was arrested for selling herself for a plate of spaghetti. No. Technically, isn't that prostitution? Oh, I love it. It's so wrong. But, but I it's love also it. right. That's right. <laughs> the loudest voices on the biggest issues impacting your life. Continuing the long tradition of informing you in Acadiana. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the KPL News app. Now the headlines from the KPL News Center. It's 8.30 in the morning, 72 degrees across Acadiana. Daniel Phillips has partly cloudy for most of the day, 20% chance of showers and a high of 88. Full look at the forecast coming up in just a little bit for News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Here's a quick look at the headlines. We start in Lafayette, I-49 southbound. One lane open now after the entire interstate was closed because of an 18-wheeler crash earlier this morning. A tanker truck flipped during that crash. That tanker truck was carrying gasoline. Crews have been offloading gas to another truck to uh, allow the interstate to be reopened. Again, 
Northbound, both lanes open. Southbound, only one lane open. That's the right lane at the Pont des Moutons exit. So do be mindful as you're passing through that area. In Lafayette, a 14-year-old boy is facing a second-degree murder charge in the shooting death of a 16-year-old girl. It happened Sunday night around 6.30 on East Willow near Louisiana Avenue. Police say the two teens were sitting in a car when the 14-year-old fired a gun, wounding the 16-year-old in the chest. The victim died at the hospital. Lafayette Consolidated Government is firing another salvo in its lawsuit against the St. Martin Parish government. LCG claims that St. Martin Parish passed an ordinance specifically to stop LCG from removing spoil banks along the Vermilion River. The revised complaint says that ordinance is unconstitutional. Attorneys representing the St. Martin Parish government say the lawsuit has no merit. A federal judge in Lafayette has granted a motion to stop the Centers for Disease Control from lifting Title 42. That's the policy that allows the U.S. to expedite deportations because of COVID-19 concerns. Republican attorneys general sued to stop the ruling from sunsetting. They and some Democrats are worried about the federal government's ability to handle an influx of asylum seekers at the border once the rule is lifted. State police investigating two deadly crashes, the first in Acadia Parish. Charges are pending in that incident. Killed a Eunice woman. Happened 4.30 Saturday afternoon on LA 13 near Maxie. Karen Bullock died when another car crossed the center line and hit her. Troopers say the driver of that other car had gone off the road overcorrected, causing her to spin into Bollock's path. The second driver is in critical condition. The other crash happened Sunday morning around 1 o'clock in Iberia Parish. Troopers say Donovar Yancey ran off the Highway 90 service road in a curve. His car flipped and landed on its roof in the middle of Darnell Road. Yancey died at the scene. Staying in Iberia Parish, officials are urging people to watch what they put in or near drainage ditches. Public works crews over the weekends cleared culverts across, uh, across Iberia Parish. Those crews, according to Parish President Larry Richard, pulled buckets, flower pots, steel barrels, spools of wire, and other huge objects from those culverts. The pictures at KPL965.com and the KPL app. Back in Lafayette, LCG has released its plans for bike paths across the parish. Construction on the first phase begins next year. The full plan and maps at kpel965.com and the KPL app as well. In state news, one person is dead, two others injured after a shooting at the Gonzalez Waffle House. One of the victims, still in the hospital, happens to be a juvenile. The case remains under investigation. A Baton Rouge dentist is dead after a boat crash on False River. It happened Friday night around 10.30. Authorities pulled the body of Kenneth St. Romain from the water around 9 o'clock Sunday morning. Two others were thrown from the boat during the crash, but they survived. A Senate committee will take up the so-called constitutional carry bill tomorrow. The bill would allow Louisiana residents to carry concealed guns without the need for a permit. The bill cleared the House by a 64-27 vote. Representative Danny McCormick of Oil City is the sponsor of the bill. He expects it to clear the Senate as well. This is a very popular bill in Louisiana. Every state that touches Louisiana has it. Louisiana is the only one in this area that doesn't have it. I think 26 states in the nation have constitutional carry. Governor John Bell Edwards vetoed the same bill last year after the legislature passed it. An attempt to override that veto failed. Speaking of Governor Edwards, lawmakers have sent a budget to him. The bill includes money for both early childhood education and for the state's colleges and universities. Kevin Gallagher will have reaction from the state's higher ed education leaders in just a second. But David Grubb will first explain how the budget will help early childhood education. 
So this is the largest single investment in the state of Louisiana in young children ever. Libby Sonia, executive director of the Louisiana Policy Institute for Children, says there are far too many kids starting their school years already behind. We have 60 percent of our kindergartners right now not ready to learn. And when we have increased investments in early care and education, we can set our little people up for a smart start. The money will go towards child care assistance for low-income families, supporting the state's LA4 program, and providing matching grants to encourage districts to invest in pre-K. I'm David Grubb. University of Louisiana System President Jim Henderson says he's happy with what lawmakers have done. The legislature did some amazing work on crafting this budget. He says the budget architects at the Capitol really filled out the higher ed wish list. What they invested in this year was faculty salaries and a great deal, maybe once in a lifetime, investment in some infrastructure needs. He says the funding will help them be competitive, recruit good instructors and students, and even expand some programs. And he says the funding is sustainable for the future. I'm Kevin Gallagher. In sports, the Louisiana Ragin' Cajun softball team falls in the NCAA Regionals. They lost to Auburn Friday night 4-3, bounced back on elimination Saturday, beat UNC Wilmington 3-1 and Auburn 4-3. They lost the regional championship game to Clemson 8-0. Cajun season ends with a 47-13 record. Sunbelt Conference regular season title, Sunbelt Conference tournament championship. Five players named to the all-region team, Melissa Mayu winning Sunbelt Conference Player of the Year. A job well done by Louisiana this season. Nobody won the big lottery jackpots over the weekend. Powerball tonight, $125 million. Mega Millions tomorrow, $143 million. Lotto on Wednesday, $1,675,000. Easy Five on Wednesday at $120,000. And finally, Bernie, mm. we talk about the lottery all the time. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about a Maryland woman. Oh, well. Who said she was on? bored. Yeah. You know what happens when you get bored, right? Uh, yeah, sometimes you really don't do good stuff. Yeah, you tend to do things you normally wouldn't do. Uh-huh. So yeah. this Maryland woman yeah. got bored. She did something she normally wouldn't do. She bought a $6 one-draw, nine-spot Kino ticket okay. <laughs> uh, from the Maryland lottery. That sounds kind of complicated, but yeah, fun, I guess. More, look, for as much as I love the lotto, that's way too complicated <laughs> for me. So she picked her number. She also bought the multiplier. Okay. She told lottery officials she was bored. She told lottery officials that information when she went to pick up her $25,000 prize. $25,000. That's nice for being bored, huh? Ooh. Look, I get bored. You know what I get? Uh, Not what? a damn thing. It's a $300 <laughs> cable bill. Me either, right? Uh, okay, could you be bored and like run to a store today and get yourself a lottery ticket? Because if oh, you, you know. win $25,000, you could maybe, I don't know, take me to lunch? You know I will. <laughs> Yeah, get bored. Don't don't buy too many. You know, just one or two. Twenty five thousand oh, bucks. Oh, you know, I I will find a way to use some of my disposable income and blow it on the lottery tonight. <laughs> so uh, it'll happen. Hey, there's nothing nothing wrong with taking a a chance. I mean, so which one is it? it's Mega Millions tonight or Powerball? No, Powerball's tonight. It's Powerball tonight. Okay. Powerball tonight. Mega Millions tomorrow. Powerball Wednesday. And then Mega comes back Friday, and then Powerball on Saturday. On Saturday. Okay, it could happen. We could win. Wait, listen to me saying this we stuff. You could win. <laughs> well, we could win. You go buy a ticket, too. I know. I always forget. I'm Your sorry. Your news update is brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. They have over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock. Take a look at homefern.com. 
A quiet start today to what is ultimately going to be a fairly unsettled week. We've actually got pretty decent rain chances starting tomorrow and kind of going through the middle part of the week. Actually clears out just in time for the weekend, which will be fairly nice. And we can try and put a dent in this drought that we've found ourselves in over the last couple of months. Now for today, we've got clouds out there this morning. So gradually see the skies clearing out, though. Get a little more sunshine by the later parts of the afternoon. Winds today from the north at 5 to 10 miles an hour. Maybe a pop-up shower or thunderstorm late on today. 20 to 30 percent rain chances overnight. Tonight will be in the 70s. And then for tomorrow, mostly cloudy skies. Showers and thunderstorms firing up in the afternoon. Could last on through into the evening. A wetter day then coming up on Wednesday. Maybe a couple strong thunderstorms in the mix for the midweek. And then starting to ease up by Thursday afternoon. Clearing out in time for the weekend. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPAL. This report is sponsored by Family Dollar. News Talk 96.5 KPAL. Right now, traffic. All right, I-49 southbound at Pond de Muta. We've still only got one lane southbound that's open, but hey, that's better than no lane. So we'll take it. The right lane is open on I-49 southbound at Pond de Muta. The left lane remains blocked. All right, another traffic news right now. Got a fender bender. Just reported uh, West Penhook at Bendel. It's West Penhook at Bendel. Little fender bender there. Also, Johnston at Cajun Dome Boulevard about 20 minutes or so ago. Johnston at Cajun Dome Boulevard. So be careful in that area as well. Please buckle up out. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song I will try not to sing out of key Oh baby, how I All I need is my brother I say I'm gonna get high Yep, it's Monday morning, 8.43. We get by with a little help from our friends. You guys do a great job. Okay, so Norman, uh, you know, Norman's always calling with something or other. I love Norman Ian because, look, he called and he's like, Burn, I don't know if this is true, but I heard it was true, so it's probably true. So I'm like, yep, probably so, Norman. So this is what Norman tells me. He said that uh, this guy, you know, every day, oh, Lord, please, please let me win the lottery. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord, every day, please, please let me win the lottery. Every day, and you hear me every day. Oh, Lord, please let me win the lottery. And one day the clouds parted, and God whispered in his ear and said, meet me halfway, buy a ticket. I'm like, yep, Norman, yep, that's there me. You go. Uh-huh. That's me. Yep, Norman had me to a T. I always forget. I don't know, man. Am I magically supposed to win the lottery? I guess that's in the back of my mind. That's what I'm thinking. Well, it happens when you least suspected. Oh, yeah, that's certainly true. So thanks, Norman. You're so right. I think you pegged me beautifully, beautifully. <laughs> yes, All right. you did. Yes, you did. Okay, so we do have northeast of Angeline Thruway. We've got a little fender bender. This is between I-10 and the area of Castile. This one just popping up, northeast of Angeline Thruway between I-10 and Castile. I mean, pretty much smack dab in the middle. So watch out. That is a brand new little fender bender that is out there right now. Okay. So, um, you know, I love to find these stories and they're just so much fun. But there is a there's a Florida story. 
But we also have one from Ohio. And uh, Ian, then there's also two from Oregon. And we so don't Ohio often... and Oregon. So we're going with the three O's today. Uh, yeah, I guess so. If you want, I mean, we unless you want me to do Florida first, it's whatever you want me to do. Uh, I mean, it's, no, let's it's do a... the O's first. Okay. Ohio first. Does that sound good? That sounds good. But here's why. Because, you know, if you go with the O's and then Florida, take the initial spells. Oof. <laughs> I love you. Now, you see, we get by with a little help from my friends. Uh-huh. I love it. All right. So in Ohio. Now, here's the thing. When you are imbibing, you just don't drive. You don't do it. And a guy in Ohio was charged for a DUI last week. A little bit different. (sighs) Apparently, this guy was operating an Amish buggy while intoxicated. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. So, apparently, it was so bad. Listen, this is crazy. It was so bad, Ian. How bad was it? The guy was passed out, but the buggy kept going. Hold on. The horse was going, but the guy yes. was yes. asleep at the wheel? Yeah, or asleep at the hooves. Um, the buggy crashed into, I swear to goodness, I'm not making this up, into a deputy's car. Did the horse hit the car? Did the buggy itself hit the car? That's the what buggy, I want to know. I know. The buggy itself kind of slammed into the side of the police cruiser. Now, um, thankfully, nobody was hurt. But, um, yeah, that's got to be embarrassing. And how oh, exactly? what a Mennonite. Oh, good one. Oh, good one, good one, good one. It reminds me of the old joke. What goes clop, 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 pow, pow. <laughs> clop, 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 clop. <laughs> An Amish drive-by. <laughs> I don't even care. Just do that part again. How does it go? <laughs> One more time, just in case somebody wants to do this joke later at their office, because it is Monday morning. People need this, Ian. One more time. I'm laughing so hard. I can't even do it properly anymore. I was not expecting that. Oh, you are the best. Okay. To Oregon we go. Yeah, let's go to Oregon, <laughs> A man in Oregon went to the bank on Friday afternoon, and that's that's not so unusual. A lot of people uh-huh. like to go to the bank on Friday. Uh-huh. You know, some people still have, you know, like the cash your check thing or you know whatever some people like to just go in get a little cash for the weekend this guy he was uh he went up to the bank on friday afternoon he he pretended to be a landscaper and uh apparently spent an hour okay um he was pretending to work on on the landscaping at the bank waited for the bank to empty out all the customers are now gone. He goes inside, pulls a gun, robs the place. They oh, still have Lord. not caught this guy yet. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> Somebody is requesting we play Amish Paradise. Uh, we might, <laughs> if we have time, we're definitely going to get to that. I mean, surely somewhere in this crazy catalog that we must have Amish Paradise. Okay, I'm going no, to look for real quick. We may have to go to the internet for Aww, it. Oh, okay, well, I'll do that. Uh, okay, you ready for the next one? <clears throat> mm-hmm. All right, over in Oregon. Mm-hmm. A woman in Oregon called 911 last Tuesday. She needed help. 
Oh. Well, don't we all need a little help? Well, we do, and we get by with a little help from our friends. But in this case, this guy was not her friend. She said, in fact, that a pirate was attacking her. <laughs> what kind of drugs were? Okay, wait. Was she on? Here's what the kind best of drugs part. was she taking? There really was a guy there. The police show up. Right. Wait, what? <laughs> the police show up. Right. Okay. And the lady had said oh, over nine one one, it's a pirate. The guy was not even dressed as a pirate. He was dressed <laughs> as an elf from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Hold on. I, I I'm totally confused here. So this woman calls. She's like, a pirate is attacking me. A pirate is attacking me. So what exactly is this pirate slash elf doing there? Did she call him? Was well, he like an escort that showed up in the wrong costume? What do you do when you're bored on a Tuesday? You say you buy lottery tickets, but I seriously think you do what these people did, and y'all drop a little LSD. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the truth, Ian. <laughs> no, I, I have never You were done not that. expecting that, were you? I, no, I was not. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's Oregon. All right. And finally, a woman in Florida, because we always say Florida for last, it seems lately. She was arrested on Friday mm-hmm. for throwing a temper tantrum in a McDonald's. She was uh, apparently so mad she called 911 <laughs> <laughs> and then twerked her way out the door. No. <laughs> I swear what? To God. I don't know. It's like the whole world has gone mad. The so whole she gets mad. mad. She calls the cops and she twerks out the door. Yes. Yes. Because when I get mad, I twerk out the door. <laughs> Dude, that's what I do. Well, it beats going on a rampage, I guess. <laughs> yes. It beats an Amish drive-by <laughs> in an Amish paradise. Somebody did this in karaoke at one of our, our local establishments a few weeks ago, and it was glorious. <laughs> It was you, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. I heard it, and I looked mm-hmm. up, and when I realized what he was doing, I I popped, and I started singing along with it. And then the thing was, the, this guy's performance of Amish Paradise got the best reaction of the night. Well, I guess so, because that's just glorious. It is glorious, and what's glorious is we survived the Monday. God willing, and if checks don't bounce, we are back tomorrow from 6 until 9. Who knows? Maybe there'll be more puns, more Amish jokes, and maybe more <laughs> Weird Al. We'll find out tomorrow morning on Acadiana's Morning News. In the meantime, can we love one another? Try to? Amen. The other cheek. I really don't care. In fact, I wish him well. Because I'll be laughing my head off when he's burning in hell. <laughs> the Fox Business Report is being brought to you by Our Lady of Lords where they believe your health lives in the story of your life. They listen. They heal. Visit lordsrmc.com. We listen. We heal. For more information. I'm Elizabeth McDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. Heading into the opening bell this hour, S&P 500 futures moved higher. This after the S&P fell for seven straight weeks and flirted with bear market territory on Friday. Investors are worried about how far the Fed will go in raising interest rates to stop inflation. Last week, some retailers said inflation had cut into profits. This week, we'll see a number of high-profile earnings reports from companies including Urban Outfitters, Dick Sporting Goods, and Nordstrom. President Biden announced a new trade deal with 12 nations in Asia and the Pacific Rim. It's aimed at pushing back against China's economic power.
appeal calls for these countries to work more closely on things including supply chains, digital trade, and clean energy. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Roger Stern, invested in you. After 9-11, Ben Harrow couldn't wait to enlist in the Army. But in Afghanistan, Ben stepped on an IED while leading an anti-terrorism mission. Ben survived but lost both of his legs above the knee, two fingers, and sustained injuries to his right forearm. Ben now lives in a smart home from the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which gave him back his independence despite his severe physical challenges. Help heroes like Ben. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. A rebound on Wall Street. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. There is another attempted one today, but others have failed recently. The Dow up 340 points, coming off eight straight losing weeks, leading to more worries about an economic downturn. But President Biden says a recession is not inevitable. While in Japan, working out a trade deal with Indo-Pacific nations, he also admitted gas prices might take some time to come down. We're going through an incredible transition that is taking place that God willing when it's over will be stronger and the world will be stronger and less relying on fossil fuels. Gas is at a record high again today. AAA puts regular almost 460 a gallon. The White House is walking back something the president said about Taiwan. That there is no shift now in U.S. policy. President Biden answered yes when asked if the U.S. could get involved militarily to defend Taiwan against the Chinese invasion. That's the commitment we made. The decades-old Taiwan Relations Act does not require U.S. military intervention to defend Taiwan, but rather ensures weapons and other resources for Taiwan to defend itself. China was quick to condemn President Biden's remarks. That's Fox's Jared Halpern. A Ukraine, a Russian soldier, was sentenced to life in prison for killing a Ukrainian civilian at the first war crimes trial since the invasion. It's still difficult for some parents to find baby formula amid a shortage. You can cut the desperation with a knife. Nothing else matters. The world's stops until you find that formula for your child. She was in Indianapolis yesterday when a plane load of Nestle formula arrived. This is the first shipment as part of Operation Fly Formula and the administration says it is enough for half a million bottles of specialty formula for children with allergies to milk proteins. This shipment from Europe will now be distributed to hospitals and clinics around the country. Fox's Garrett Tenney. Pfizer is submitting data today to the FDA showing three small doses of its COVID vaccine are effective for kids younger than five. The only group the vaccine is yet to be approved for. America's listening to Fox News. Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because our Sleep Number 360 smart bed is really smart. It senses your movement and automatically adjusts to help keep you both comfortable. It's even smart enough to know exactly how long, how well, and when you slept, and to help you get almost 30 minutes more restful sleep per night. Sleep Number takes care of the science. All you have to do is sleep. Save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed Queen, now only $19.99. Plus special financing ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. You know, every three seconds, there is a new victim of identity theft. A criminal could be applying for loans in your name, selling your personal information on the dark web. Now, protecting your identity can be very easy thanks to LifeLock by Norton. No one company can prevent all identity theft or monitor every transaction of every business. But LifeLock, it's simple and easy to protect yourself. And you'll save up to 25% off your first year when you go to LifeLock.com or call 1-800-LIFELOCK. Just use the promo code Hannity. 
Again on Wall Street on that attempted rebound, the Dow is up 230 points. The S&P 500 is adding 11, but the NASDAQ, which came into the week down 33% for the year, is down 32 points. The price of oil is down slightly, still around 110 bucks a barrel. But if it goes back up, it's going to keep costing us at the gas pump. And if that jump were, let's say, $10, that could bring us another 23, 24, 25 cents per gallon. Gas is up 33 cents the last two weeks in analyst Trivia Lundberg's nationwide survey of stations. She has regular at 471 a gallon. Again, AAA's national average is less, but a record high in its survey, just shy of 460. In Florida, there's another inflation problem. Homeowners are dealing with it, leading to a state legislature special session this week. Nearly 70,000 homeowners had policies canceled in recent weeks, adding to the hundreds of thousands who already lost coverage and even more who have seen premium costs rise by thousands of dollars. Lawmakers and Governor Ron DeSantis have blamed the crisis on litigation costs. Florida accounts for less than 10% of homeowner claims filed, but for three-quarters of lawsuits against insurance carriers. In Broward County, Florida, Eben Brown, Fox News. At the movies. They spend a few days together and he gives her a house. You never thought to turn it down? Do I look as if I'd turned down a villa in the south of France? Downton Abbey, a new era sequel to the film continuation of the popular British TV show, raking in $16 million in its North American debut. But it wasn't enough to surpass Doctor Strange, which holds on to the top spot for a third week. You cannot control everything, Strange. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness adding almost $32 million, pushing it past the $800 million mark globally. Ann Carrick, Fox News. In the NBA playoffs, Golden State beat Dallas 109-100. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. A quiet start today to what is ultimately going to be a fairly wet week. Could get some pretty beneficial rainfall coming up here over the next couple of days. Really getting started with that tomorrow. Now we've got some clouds out there this morning. Gradually we will see clearer skies. Should get some sunshine by the afternoon. I would keep an eye out for some pop-up showers, maybe a thunderstorm later on today. However, a bulk of the rainfall will start tomorrow, like kind of peaking on Wednesday before clearing up Thursday in the morning. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPAL. Dino's Pizza, an Italian restaurant with a Cajun twist. Don't forget to ask about their pizza of the month or one of their many specialty pizzas. Pizzas, sandwiches, pasta, and more. Dino's Pizza like no other. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPAL or Town Square Media. Welcome to Graffon Show. It is a great day, folks. It is Monday, best day of the work week. Good news is, folks, they're going to spend every penny 
They could possibly spin it and come home and brag about all the projects and people going to jump up and down. The legislature be over. People jump up and down. A high five and look at the money we got. We spent then about a year or two. We go, oh, we broke. We got to raise taxes, man. We uh, we can't let the people down. Maybe David Calicott will come back on that, Brent. Once they find out they ain't got no money and they start begging. He's one of the beggars, biggest beggar for taxes I've ever seen. Uh, I'm just saying. Anyway. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Matthew James Retirement Hotline. James Blanche said they do a wonderful job. They're doing a good job for a lot of people. Uh, 1030, uh, we'll be joined by Hayride's owner, Scott McKay, over the saga of the Speaker of the House, Clay Shakespeare, and a different angle on what he did, making sure his stepson's were taken care of and making sure that his wife's business was taken care of. And yet, you realize 90 people voted for the legislation to pass. Even Jay Darden, the backstabber, backstabber, the backstabber, is involved in this now. And it's going to get bigger, folks. Just trust me on this. Trust me. And proving that vote for him was horrible and the people that should pay a price, every one of them should pay a price that voted for Clay Shakes not. This is Clay Shakes not that didn't get that. He got there with the help of 22 other Republicans. They should all pay a price on election day. I'm not going to forget that because I'm telling you. I'm not. Now, let me address something else. Apparently, uh, when I went down to the legislature last week, it made some people real nervous. So they started making up crap. The latest comes out of the mouth of a man who every time he drinks, I find new information. And I'm talking about, I'm talking about y'all know him as Raising taxes, y'all. John Paul raising taxes, y'all. I got a new nickname for him now. Uh, John Paul Cou- Cocktail Cousin. <laughs> Cocktail Cousin was drinking again this week. And Cocktail Cousin is now telling people that last week Jeff Landry set up everything for Moon and I get a script from Landry all week and I get a script from Jeff Landry telling me what to say and do. That's what Cocktail Cousin is telling his buddies who call me. We must, he must have had quite a bit of drinks to be able to say that someone was giving you a script on what to say. <laughs> Good Lord. Cocktail Cousin is owned by Acadian Ambulance and, and Blueprint Louisiana and some of those people. I can name them. They, they own him. They, they own him. Nobody owns me. So this is what I'm going to present. And I hope John Paul raising taxes, y'all. Cocktail, cocktail Cousin will do what I'm saying. I'm willing to prove how open I am. I tell you what I do, folks, because I am a nice guy. I'm willing to go down to the Capitol again for three more days, and I'm willing to set up, if Cocktail Cousin can set it up, I'm willing to broadcast three days out of Clay Shakespeare's office, Speaker of the House. What's Clay Shakespeare doing what Landry did? Come on an hour. By the way, I didn't cut the deal with Landry. We just went an hour. He said, hey, I'm going to come on. I said, come on a few minutes. You want to come? And I left him on there. It's my choice. Hell, I let Barry Poison Ivy on for two segments. So anyway, I'm willing to go to Shake Snyder's office, who he voted for, or to Blank Page Cortez's office. I used to broadcast from Senator Robert Barham's office. Hey, Senator Barham, I did. And I'm willing to broadcast for three days at the Capitol. And since they think Landry set up all my guests, <laughs> which is hilarious, 
I'm willing to let Cortez and Shake Snyder set up the guests, but they each got to do an hour themselves with me. And I'll let them set up every guest for the rest of the, sh- the week. Every single one of them, long as they're representatives and senators. Now, folks, I, here it is. It's, y'all, if you know Cocktail Cousin, because he's going to run his mouth if he get to drinking, I can count on getting information out of Cocktail Cousin. So what I'm willing to do, and all somebody got to do is pick up the phone and call Cocktail Cousin and tell him, set it up, and I'll come, and I'll show how scripted I am. I won't bring one note. I don't have to have a sheet of paper to deal with, with Cocktail Cousin and Shake Snyder and Blank Page. I don't have to, I don't, there's nothing to deal with. I got a lot of questions for both of those guys. So let me tell you again, if Cocktail Cousin will set it up, and look, I tell you what, Brandon, we can even go set up in the new barracks that Shake Snyder got his stepsons to help finish and his wife and her store, they, they bought appliances from. We can go to that place. It's all ready to go. How about that? Now, I, how much more open can I get, folks? They got two weeks left in the session, two or three weeks, whatever it is. I think they go to, what, the 6th or 7th, whatever that Monday is, Brandon. So it must be. What, the Monday after um, Memorial Day? Yeah. I mean, hold up, watch this. I got it right here. I got it, Como. I got it. I just need to get rid of it. Nah. J- June 6th. Okay. They got this week and next week, and they go to June 6th. I'll come any Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, three days. If if Cocktail Cousin will set it up, promise me he's going to come spend two segments. Barry Ivy did. Poison Ivy came. Promise me Shake Snyder's going to sit there with an hour. And Blank Page Cortez, I'm coming. I'm in. And they can line up the rest of the guests as long as they're elected officials. Brandon, how fair is that? Now, Brandon, you think if this happens, you think I'm going to back down? Well, no, I think, you, I think no. you'd love it. I love it. <laughs> I love this it. is a great opportunity because, see, let me just tell you what they did. I go down there, and all I did, I didn't go down there but except for one reason. It's the same reason I went, just to kind of learn and listen and talk to people and to do my program and didn't get to interview people. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go. I didn't go, I, I didn't go to make anybody mad. I didn't go to intimidate anybody. I don't intimidate people anyway. I didn't do anything. I didn't go walk by anybody. Talk to. I mean, even uh, even uh, what's his name, uh, Stefanski, who's a big part of the fraud squad. John Stefanski walks up to him and goes, "Man, what are you doing? You don't like all these people. You hate all these people." And I said, "No, John, I like a lot of them." I said, "But there are some I don't like." And I look right at his eyes. I don't know why he turned around and ran off, thinking he wanted to discuss it. So if Cocktail Cousin believes I'm paid for, I'm gonna make the same promise to him. Years ago, folks, Senator Mike Smith of Winfield called my program. I've been accused of this from day one. I've even put the names. Will Mills and Mike Francis used to advertise with me. Okay? And everybody said, Will Mills and Mike Francis, they own me. It used to be the thing out there. Now Landry owns me. I bust Landry right up in the chops in the mouth just like I've done a lot of them. And if he becomes the governor AD, uh if he gets out of hand with some of the crap he says and some of the crap he does, I'll bust him. If he does right, I'm going to be right there with him. I'm just telling you, I've been like that from day one, but, but Cocktail Cousin and them don't see that. Now, so Mike Smith, Senator Smith, call my program. I wish I had 12 people working for me. They could record and do all the things we do. Brandon already does too much. So, I mean, I don't have that, okay? I never have, and I probably never will. Mike Smith said on my program that 
I got people ran my program, controlled my program. And this is what I told Senator Mike Smith. I said, Senator Smith, and so this goes off a cocktail coups on the rest of them. Prove that anybody from the day I started my program to the day, which is, I think, uh, what is it, Brian, May 23rd, 2022, for you people in Balkanville. Mike Smith, you prove, Senator Smith, he's going to get me, going to get me. I could be getting, I ain't perfect, I mess up. He said, he, I told him if he could find out who controlled my program except me, I said, I'll quit, and I'll quit today. I'll quit the day you can prove who controls my program, who's the big shot, who's the money behind it, because I want to know. I want to know who that is. I don't think they're paying me enough. And I'll quit. So the promise goes out to cocktail coups on the rest of them. Go ahead and prove who, who, who's running the program. Who does my war? Who does all? I don't even pay an assistant to look stuff up. Brandon gets paid for coming to make sure the program runs good. And he does a few things on the backside. He can tell you what his job is. I don't even know what Brandon's job is. I never looked at Brandon as working for me. I always looked at Brandon as working with me. And that's kind of how I treat Brandon, I think. That's enough. Brandon may want to get on this program and tell him what you really think about me. <laughs> Brandon knows what goes on behind the scene. Brandon knows all this information and papers and everything I got lit up out here. I probably did 99.9% of it. And maybe somebody called and said, hey, you read this story. So I'm telling you now, I'll go to the legislature and broadcast from Shake Snyder Cortez's office for three days, nine hours, if they promise they'll sit down an hour with me. Number one. And number two, they can line up my guests. Because you know who lined up my guests, a lot of them, Brandon, besides myself? Mm-hmm. was Lance Maxwell. Oh, yeah. Lance Maxwell is a, is a <laughs> Leonzay or whatever for, for Landry, and he knew how to get in touch with everybody. And he asked Shake Snyder and Lance Harris and the rest of them. Now, Lance claims he was busy, told him that. That's fine. I'll give him that. But the point being is, I you are, every time I go there, there's always somebody to help me. Especially when it comes to getting guests. I personally text Fred Mills. I text the, the Walmart greeter. Matter of fact, when I texted him, it was funny. I said, Fred, you can be there for nine hours, three days. Come on the program with me. He said, well, <laughs> you know, I got to ask my boss at Walmart to see if I can get away. And I, you know what I responded? <laughs> that was for typical Fred, right? Yep, that's typical Fred. You know what I sent Fred back? Please do. You're really good at that job, and I don't want you to lose it. And you know what he said back? That's a good one. And so I saw Fred. Fred talked to me for 10 minutes. I talked to Francis Thompson. I talked to Democrats. Uh, Stuart Bishop. He walked up and shook my hand. We had a laugh, and he walked back. I got a lot of respect. I got more respect for Barry Poison Ivy than Cocktail Cousin. But, hey, stay out there and keep drinking. Have a good time. I got plenty of people out there like to talk about what you say. But if you can prove anybody runs or owns this program, I will quit today. I will quit today. All you got to do is prove it. Ought to be easy to prove. Everybody thinks somebody owns me. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Louisiana families and businesses, big and small, depend on the good folks driving the big rigs. From the food we eat to the things we use every day, they're the link in the supply chain that delivers what we need wherever we need it. Thanks, Louisiana truckers, for making life go round. Sponsored by the LMTA Foundation, promoting Louisiana's trucking industry. Louisiana truckers make life go round in every Louisiana town. The best stop, 
the official boudin sausage of the Moon Griffon Show is in Scott, Louisiana, and are now in grocery stores in Louisiana as well. The next time you're out getting groceries, pick up some of their hot or mild boudin or some delicious smoked sausage. If you don't see the best stop in your store, then ask and ask again. Because, trust me, you and your grocer will be glad you did. You can also order online at beststopinscott.com. The Best Stop, the official boudin sausage of the Moon Griffon Show. They got some good groceries, folks. This is Moon Griffon from Wildwood Resort in Toledo Bend. And I love the fish. And I love great fishing on Toledo Bend. And I tell you what, if you ever go to Wildwood Resort, they have the nicest, coziest cabins that can sleep 2 to 24 people so you can take a big group. I always like bringing my own boat to Wildwood Resort. And the reason I like to do it is they have a private boat launch on the lake with several cleaning stations. If you catch a few fish and you want to clean them, you can clean them right there. The pier is brushed and, and lighted so I can even fish at night. Think about that when it's really hot. So you want to fish at night. What a cool thing to do. You know, that's great about the Wildwood Resort. If you forget something, there's a bait and tackle shop right there on site. By the way, we got a special moon deal for you. Use promo code MOON to get $100 off a three-weekday stay in any of their cabins. That's promo code MOON. You need to go to the website wildwood-resort.com wildwood-resort.com. Remember the promo code MOON. By the way, that'd be me.